Good evening, and welcome to- <laughs> I'll never have a normal introduction to any of these. Good evening, and welcome to what I believe is the third episode of the KuroCast. It's been a hot minute. I I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I am Blackjack, I'm the host, I do YouTube videos, and I talk about games and anime, and I also do art and voice acting and all this other stuff on the side, but, you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't fucking, <laughs> uh, over here is Nishi. <laughs> Hello, uh, Nishi. Yeah, hey, I'm Nishi, and I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, oh, right, yeah, what I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do voice acting uh, stuff on, like, Twitter and YouTube, and uh, it's not been going great recently because some bad events, but, you know, it's whatever. I'll, uh -huh. I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. And then over here, for our last guest, because Juan wasn't able to make it last minute, which, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of a fucking unscheduled mess in places, uh, Garrett. Hey. Hi, hello. Uh, yeah, I'm Garrett. Um, I also do a podcast known as Here Comes a New Challenger. It's about fight games. It's pretty neat. And I am on this one right now, talking. Yeah, you can find it on Spotify, and I did you ever get it linked with Apple? I did not. I don't know how to. Oh, I see. Uh, it's a bit of a process. Um... But yeah, you could find it through Spotify. Anchor has like all the links to it and yeah, like a bunch like, of other places. At least almost everything except for iTunes, I think. So yeah. if you're into any of those other ones, then go for it. Yeah, and uh, you're catching me on a particularly sort of sleepy night, so I'm chugging a monster. <laughs> we, we usually don't record this late, but uh, circumstances are what they are, and also it's summer. And I have to have the fan off, so if I record it during the day, I would just die. That kind of happened last podcast, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, I'm going to try to keep a cool head, and I think, all things considered, this will be a bit shorter than the last two, I think so, yeah. I, think. I don't think there's a lot of, like, big, big, big topics for this one. Yeah, sorry, I keep burping as well, so that's another <laughs> thing I have to apologize. Oh, this was a shit show. Okay, so we're mostly just going to be talking about our weeks or whatever. <clears throat> And yeah, that should be fine. Oh, you know, I have uh, I've like forgotten almost about my week. Like in my rage, the moment that like before I joined, and a little bit in me joining this call, I've just been fuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um. For computer. Yeah. For context, Nishi's computer has been like freezing up and like causing all sorts of problems right now. It might be something like virus related. Uh, we're trying to get it sorted out, but um. The rest will be post podcasts. I blame my friend Derek. I think it, it might be a Minecraft issue. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> he was like, he was like, yeah, download this Minecraft mod, and I was like, okay, buddy. And then I did, and my computer shit itself. And then whenever the game actually loaded, it was like I died five times in the chat in a row. <laughs> So this is apparently just sitting there, I guess. I don't know. I see. I can't believe that Minecraft modded your computer. Nah. <laughs> um, on my end, hopefully the internet doesn't act up. That was another issue last time, and I thought it would have been resolved, but um, upon getting a new service provider, we had to get the same service provider due to circumstances of people moving out and boomers not really liking the idea of switching providers so we're stuck with spectrum and spectrum kind of fucking sucks to be brutally honest 
it's been nothing but problems. Um, to, to the point that sometimes I open up Discord, and besides Discord being down today, it's just I'll, I'll open it up and literally stuff will just not load. I have to switch to like my data plan or whatever. It's it's a whole annoying process, but you know, working with what I got. Um, but yeah, no, uh, been a hot minute, been a hot minute, and I apologize for scheduling stuff being rough. A lot of it is between working on mainline content, side content, trying to organize when I publicly release these and all that, and I think I might just change that to be, like, after three days or something like that, instead of, like, the, I don't know, after, like, five days to a fucking week. It, it just is too messy, to be honest. So I'm gonna try to fix that. <clears throat> I also have to work on being a more refined speaker and not constantly switching to my dumb fucking joke voice. It just kind of bothers me. Uh, the what voice? The gamer voice. Yeah, fucking gamer voice with a fucking dog like this and all that. Alright, it's fine. It's just repetition is, like, obnoxious to me. So I always, like, try to add uh, versatility and, like, basically make things come off more natural and, like, actually nice to listen to rather than re repetitive, as I've already said. Oh, God. See, that's the thing. Now I'm being repetitive by mentioning repetition, but regardless, let's get on with it, I suppose. Yeah, I, I don't want this to become like a negative podcast or anything, but I certainly don't want to like hold off on stuff for too long. I I remembered um, if I may talk about something uh -oh. um, because okay, so um, I I remember what I was going to talk about uh, my f uh, encounter with a cryptid recently. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um. So, so yeah, there's this person that I used to be in a server with, and she was kind of odd. She was just, like, shitposting a lot, and I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And speaks really weird, and I was just like, it's probably just English isn't her first language. And I'm sure it isn't. I think uh -huh. she's, like, somewhere in Asia. I don't know. But <laughs> she was just, like, really odd, and she was kind of rude to me for some reason, and just really didn't like me. And uh, she got banned, and oh. the story... The story about that, kind of, I from what I heard, was she said to one of the mods, like, directly after being a piece of shit, like, you won't ban me. And then she got banned. <laughs> what are you going to do, stab me? Yeah, the man yeah, the yeah. <laughs> was stabbed to death. Yeah. So this, this person, this happened, like, half a year ago, I want to yeah. say. And this person randomly messaged me again months later like kind of recently i was like just you know it was previously rude to me it's just like really cool or whatever well not really cool but the same shit posty like weird low iq nonsense that <laughs> they always but like i i'm i'm serious it's like talking to a child uh, <laughs> the, the text patterns and the word choice and everything it's weird but then they They've been like, hey, watch watch me play this video game. It's like, okay, whatever. It's playing Muse Dash. It's like a rhythm game. And every time uh, some, something happens where it's like, at the beginning of a song or at the end of a song, she would um, she would be typing to me like while the notes are starting or while it's the end. I'm like, well, it, it, while it's the end, it's like, I feel like there could be some lag there. So I'm like missing something. She types really fast, by the way. So it's like... <laughs> It's scary, <laughs> and it, this thing will just happen. And yesterday, I was, I was like, I think it was yesterday. I was talking to her again, and, and this time it was in the middle of the song while she's like hitting shit, and I was like 
talking to somebody. I was like talk like typing somewhere else. I was like, I'm not watching the stream the entire time. And <laughs> I could see her screen at the like top corner of mine, and it's in the middle of brain power or some shit, and it's like going crazy. And then she just types to me like, "Are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck is this person? Uh, I don't know. Are you watching? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then uh, that's that's not the the other thing is that she will like I've heard I've only heard stories about this, but she will occasionally, like for a minute, what like every once in a blue moon, be like two hundred IQ actual serious cool person. <laughs> and then just revert back to shit poster, and I'm like, oh what man, what is what is this person? So I've I've been brushing up on some Fallout stuff recently, and I won't go into detail on that till later. However, I'm just imagining this person is like, I want to say it's a Dead Money character where their name is Dog, and it's like this big super mutant guy. Yeah, yeah Dead Money. Yeah, and he's a complete like dumbass weirdo. But then if you feed him, he'll switch over to God, which is like a yeah. split personality where he's like a genius. Some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was. I, I don't know. I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is. This kind of reminds me of Jacko for some reason. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Being more like, um, Toko. Hmm. Oh like, yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's caused through. Maybe the reason how she becomes cool is that she sneezes. Well, mm, at the same time, doesn't normally sneeze. At the same time, Toko's always kind of dumbass. <laughs> so I can't even give her that credit. But you have like, you have like the normal, you have the normal dumbass, and you have the chaotic dumbass. Chaotic dumbass. But like, what I'm saying though, it's usually normally this person, the cryptid, is normally like in the OG Toko area, but then every once in a while they go into into the other one, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but this this person is more like chaotic dumbass like 90 percent of the time (laughs) okay so it's the other way around then yes it's definitely the other way around oh my god her profile picture is spinning rapidly holy shit okay that doesn't (laughs) play well for the podcast yeah uh, no i'm not gonna post or anything but it's just it's spinning like it's going (laughs) fast I think it no. I think it's somebody being punched in the face, but it's like so <laughs> being twisted. Anything else with your week? I, th- I think that's about it. I mean, Dead by Daylight was pretty fun. Yeah. Hey, yeah. did I even put that in my show notes? Hold on. Was I that stupid? Uh, that uh, I didn't. All right. Well, I'll I'll add it in last minutes. <laughs> Don't you worry about that, buddy. Okay. <laughs> um, wait, is there another thing that I miss? I, uh, I didn't even put in Risk of Rain 2. What am I doing? Why? So I have to write these things down as I'm doing them or after I do them. Ah. All right. Well, anyway, Garrett, anything with your week? Yeah, There's there's been a lot. Um, I'm going to act like this week is... A month because there's a lot of yeah stuff. fair enough yeah um i've started streaming uh-huh. and <laughs> i've only been streaming one thing basically yeah and i hate it and it's mm. um 
Y2K, a postmodern RPG, or as my friend James calls it, Yik Picks. Good old Yik. Why, why does he call it Yik Picks? It's just because it. Oh, uh, oh. Do you think that's why? Because oh. apparently other people call it Yik Picks. We're just like, hey, Garrett, you're playing Yik Picks? I'm like, James, stop, please. <laughs> I don't. It's like everyone calls it yik picks. Like you're the only person that I know that calls it yik picks. <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it. I partially call it yik just because, like, first of all, it's easier, but also it pisses off the developers, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, literally at the beginning of the game, there's a crow, right? And the crow is like, "You're about to play Dwight Yik, and it's pronounced Y2K because the." developers thought it'd be really neat to use roman numerals like idiots yeah i thought it'd be fucking epic and it's like that doesn't like making posts poking fun at yourself being like wow these people thought it was so cool the name the name this but now it's even mispronounced that doesn't that doesn't get rid of yeah yeah because this thing is terrible <laughs> it's probably one of the worst rpgs i played in a while and it sucks because like there's genuinely <laughs> some good ideas in there yeah I'm like, oh, this is fine. Like, the combat is very much, like, old school Super Mario or, like, Shadow Arts or any other type of RPG. But then it's like, hey, do you want to play a WarioWare micro game? <laughs> I just thought about, like, I-, I thought about what I have seen of the combat and then just the terrible voice acting that comes oh, with it. It's also terrible, yeah, because you have, like, you don't have any mainstays, which is fine, because you're not going to with an indie game normally unless you have a massive budget. But the people they did get is really head scratching. The most notable one they have is Chris Yossi as Alex, and boy, you picked. Uh, no, <laughs> he doesn't do a good job. I <laughs> the standout to me is Rory. Yeah, and then there's Rory, who was voiced by Yuri of the Wind, and it's like also terrible, if not worse. Yeah, yeah no, I. <laughs> I think the only way they could have done worse is if they got fucking Mysterious Mr. Enter or something, but I imagine oh. they only got Yuri of Wind because he has the same haircut. Y- Yuri of Wind, by the way, looks like a fucking train wreck nowadays. It's a really weird thing where I looked him up because I was like, ah, g- g- for context, I'm editing, like, Garrett's streams or whatever into uh, compilation videos. And I looked up Yuri of Wind, and he has, like, a picture of himself where he cut his own hair, and I was like, oh, is this, like, something COVID-related? Is it just because he's been indoors for so long? I'm like, oh, that's from 2019. He, he just gave himself a really bad haircut, and he, he kind of looks like, um, I don't think there's a way to put it lightly. He's kind of lost himself. He, he looks like he's kind of falling apart. Let me... I, I should still have this in my photos. And, and again, you know, it was, it's what? bad for fucking thing because it's a photo but uh <laughs> yeah so here's here's an after and before because discord likes uploading things in the wrong order <laughs> you got fucked up oh my god yeah so y- you have the picture of him poorly placing his like spider-man and misfits posters up and looking all right i suppose not my type but you know he looks fine yeah, enough head look but other than that that's fine yeah and then you have the weird I can't really say much without coming off like I'm bullying the guy, <laughs> but it just doesn't look great. He's got, like, yeah. a pink hoodie and a yellow shirt, and those don't go together. He's got Steven Universe colors going on, and then... Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, I was about to say, he looks like a background character in a Cartoon Network show. Yeah. <laughs> then he's got, like... Uh, how would you say... It's like he's staring 
he's like death staring someone miles away but at the same time not looking interested it's such a complicated <laughs> expression it's, it's like uh you know it's like in um it's just like in movies you know when there's that one person that's watching the main characters oh yeah <laughs> especially in animations who get spotted that he's watching them you know better yet he's like the it's like he's the detective guy in Silent Hill 3. Right. Yeah, I thought I thought you were saying I thought you were saying like animation because like I was gonna say just like cartoons. I'm like, nah, I've seen that in anime too, where there's like a background character and they're implied to be looking at like the main characters, oh, yeah. but like their eyes they didn't animate the eye movement or anything, so they're just unblinking, staring off into the distance. <laughs> it's the void. <laughs> But yeah, Yik is yeah, he's one of the worst parts because like they give him a lot of lines. That's like him talking about metaphysics and the soul. And my sister. My we sister. gotta we gotta find my sister. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um <laughs> so bad. I play this game, I die a little. Uh I can only play for so long. I play for like I two and a half so hours and then I stop. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'm gonna beat it. I told myself that I would finish it because this is the only excuse so people get to suffer with me. Because the last time I played it, I played it for literally like six hours and I dropped it hard because I'm like, <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. But now I can make other people suffer, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> go on. Uh, At least cool. I'm having fun with the editing. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a really good job. Um, everyone that I've showed it were like, yo, Blackjack's a funny editor. I'm like, he sure is. <laughs> yeah, yo. thanks. I I'll be honest. I die a little inside every time I like look at the server and it's like clueless detective is playing Yik. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah, I have to at least once a week, I told myself that. But on the plus side, maybe I'll Verazmataz streams in the next few days because I have the next four days off. Mm-hmm. And I've told myself I'm gonna start Danganronpa two. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because it is summertime, and that is, takes place on a tropical island, so why not? And also, I have four days off. That gives me a whole lot of time to actually play this game, because this game is mm-hmm. long. Yeah. And I... maybe I'll do a little streams for it. I don't know yet. I'll figure that out. Yeah. But yeah, there's that. Um, I also played for Dead Space, which is a really good horror game. It's not necessarily scary. It's like a haunted house. <laughs> but... <laughs> If you're going in there expecting a little spooky jump scares and that's kind of it, then you're gonna like, then you're gonna have fun. Like the gunplay is really good. It's very much again Resident Evil because it that's where they got inspired by because originally it was going to be System Shock Three, but then they saw RE4 like wait a Ooh, minute, it's cool. That is, that's the best way to kill a franchise. <laughs> yeah, because they saw RE4 and they're like, oh fuck, we can make we should make an RE4, and then they that's did. you know. I was really tempted on that Steam summer sale, which I suppose I should have made a topic, but oh well. Um, I was really tempted to pick up System Shock, but I just kind of pushed it away, and then I got all this other stuff. I'm like, oh wow, they even pushed you away just to make a cooler franchise from what I've seen. Yeah. Well, until they hit Dead Space 3. Hold on. Oh, it's, cool. is your cat freaking out or something? Yes, he is screaming at me right now because he wants me to play with the dart. I see. <laughs> But I don't know. Um, and then he went upstairs with a Nerf dart in his mouth while screaming. <laughs> he dropped it, screamed at me, and now he's plopped down next to the dart. I see. Um, but you know, um, I haven't had time to finish like Dead Space 1. 
Um, I guess it's because I'm, like, very easily spooked by, like, anything even yeah, vaguely yeah, Lovecraft. Even it scares, like, um, <laughs> this game has some good psychological parts to it. If you wear, if you play the game with headphones and you're in a quiet part, you'll just hear whispering. Ooh, interesting. It's not from Isaac. It's not from anybody. You're just hearing whispering because mm. of, uh, because of the twist at the end. Oh, oh. I, I was mm. just going to say general madness yeah, within the cool. area. I see. Yeah. There is a really big twist at the end, and it's really, really good. Like, that... the, I mean, the twist itself, you can see coming a mile away, but they railroad it really, really well, and I mm. can't talk about it since you didn't play. You haven't been... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, is I, I really did love what I played of Dead Space. It's just... <clears throat> when I was playing it, I want to say it was before I moved in with pizza and stuff, because uh, we're roommates and all that. So it's like it was like a back and forth thing of like I'd come over and I'd play it for a bit and then three days later I'd come over and I play it for a bit and you know it kind of you know playing it in moderation like that my excitement kind of like dwindles and I kind of want to like yeah, move on to something fair. else. I started mm-hmm. and stopped that game like three times before I finished it. I started once on 360, then I got it on PC when it was free on Origin, and then I uninstalled it, I reinstalled it, and I don't think there's a any cloud saves on Origin, so I had to restart. Uh-huh. And then I bought it on the Steam sale for like five bucks, and I'm like, oh, I bought the whole series, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll play it. And this time I actually finished it. I like beelined through the stuff that I played. Yeah, and that it's is. a shame. Oh, yeah, Hello? I was just gonna say it's a shame too, considering I only had like two chapters left. And since then, I've actually already I, I got it at a garage sale for PlayStation Three along with Dead Space Two. So it's like, oh, oh, good ones. Yeah, I have more than enough incentive to keep playing this game but uh didn't work out that way yeah i've been doing that oh go on oh sorry kind of like there was a comment earlier about like the whole the whole whispering thing and like what it was about and i'm like well i haven't played the game either but it kind of reminded me um the one of the like early horror games i've really been wanting to play because i i know a good amount about like silent hill and resident evil and stuff but there's mm-hmm. one that i don't feel like i've uh, i feel like i've heard the least about but it seemed most interesting to me mm-hmm. it was uh, eternal darkness oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's what requiem yeah yeah i've been meaning for a long time to play that one and now uh, that i think about it it's like uh my my friends and i have been doing this thing where we all play like single spooky games and like yeah. uh like stream them but um I was like, uh, I was just gonna play Spooky's House of Jump Scares or whatever, because I don't know shit about that either. And I'm like, ah, whatever. It won't take up any space. But now I kind of want to play Eternal Darkness. Yeah, um, did, I know did it's that... ex- relatively expensive to get on GameCube. However, Dolphin exists. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'm like, did that get ported anywhere? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I see. Yeah, because like I'd have to share the screen somehow, you know? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. If not, if you don't do that, there'll be a pain in the ass to get that set up with like a stream cables and like a capture card. Yeah, that does not sound like it would be the most ideal. But with an emulator, it's just boom. Yeah. Which of course, I normally I'd be like, you should get the game. But however, again, you have to do all of that, and I'm pretty sure it is relatively expensive because it's one of the more rare GameCube mm-hmm. games. Then go for that because like I feel that of wanting to play a. Uh, Silent, because I wanted to play a Silent Hill game recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, 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 I
Sawanoa again because I played a little bit of two and I dropped it forever ago. I'm like, you know what? Because my friend lent it to me and I'm like, I'm going to play Silent Hill 2 again. And this is, seems like it's the one out of the good ones that I would like. It's like $70. Oh, yeah, no. That, that's what I was well, going to follow up with is I was purely fucking lucky with that game. But um, more on that in a second. That game is a fucking like death trap to like properly get because like not only do you have to get the original version on playstation 2 it's also highly recommended that you get the greatest hits edition yeah that comes with the um from a wish or whatever the little extra campaign born from a wish yeah which goes over uh everything to do with maria and all that which i don't think is necessary but i think it's still neat once you finish the game yeah i think my friend had the greatest hits version yeah the forest you can now buy for a low, low, low price with like $110. Yeah, and then obviously you have the entire problem with the HD collection, which I'm kind of curious. Which is only playable on PS3, basically, because they patched yeah. that one a little bit. 360 did not get patched at all. Yeah, it's also available on PlayStation Now. However, there's still issues with it. Yeah. The The patch was mainly to introduce, or rather reintroduce, the uh, original voice work and such. Because initially it was replaced, and I believe that was to do with Konami being fucking cunts. And, yeah. I, and I, you know, I probably shouldn't swear that heavily on my podcast, but... um, uh, You can just mark it as explicit, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that... um. They have, like, a whole legal thing where they just sort of didn't pay Guy Sihi, the voice of James Sunderland, amongst the other voice actors. It's been a big controversy for years, atop, like, you know, maybe due to the controversy of, like, oh, Silent Hill, those games are bad voice acting, when in reality it's supposed to be, like, stilted. It's supposed to be... You feel like you're not... Like, in a re- it's not real, or whatever. It's supposed to be very Twin Peaks-esque, yeah, I guess Twin I would Peaks say. But, but in a way that's effective and not funny, like Deadly Premonition. Yeah. Um, um, huh? yeah, and then, of course, they then replaced everybody with, like, Troy Baker as James Sunderland. It's like, um, excuse me? Yeah, I'll, I'll never fucking get over that. It's so goofy, because it's like, you have the entire thing of, like, I'm here to see my wife, Mary. Full boy, I'm here to see my wife, Mary. Okay, he doesn't have, like, that strong of a southern accent. I'm just yeah, doing, I'm just yeah, doing Joel again. Man. But regardless, it's still, like, oh, big gruff man trying to voice, like, this fucking weird, <laughs> early weird, 30s weirdo. <laughs> amongst all the other voices. And, you know, even characters like, um... I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but there's a character, and there's, like, a whole thing with her where she's actually, I want to say she's, like, relatively young, like, she's maybe, like, early 20s or a teenager or whatever. Oh, yeah, the girl you meet at the uh, cemetery, right? Yeah, it's just, she's been through, so, blah, blah, blah. she's been through so much stress that she's actually been, like, aged up, and that's why she's so weird, like, she's probably the most stilted out of all of them besides fucking Eddie, but, um, Angela, I want to say her name is she's, like, real rough about it. And it explains, like, why she has, like, an innocent sort of demeanor to her voice, where she's like, oh, 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 I'm sorry, and, like, saying all this stuff. And uh, she has a moment where she's like, I'm here to see my mama, I mean, my mother. And it's like, why would a woman who's in her 30s talk like that? It's like, oh, you're actually young. You've just been through so much shit that you speak like, or sorry, you, rather, you look like this, but you still have the demeanor of, like, someone even our, younger. Our stress aging. Yeah, <laughs> and also being traumatized due to events that I won't spoil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2 is just a really fucking hard game to acquire. 3 as well, to a certain capacity, 
But uh, yeah, they they replace all those voice actors and actresses. And I think the real kicker is they wanted to like pretty up the game and like make it look high definition yeah. and all yeah, that sort of stuff. At the expense of removing the fog and even beyond that, paving the streets of Silent Hill, which is so fucking weird. I don't know why you would want this town that's supposed to have like a history to it. It's supposed to be creepy and rural and like feel lived in, and yet you make it look brand new like you make it look like a brand new fucking city just out here yeah, in the fog the point of wanting to remove the fog is like oh we can now run all this with the technology now but like at this point silent hill has like even the newer games have fog not because oh we need it for draw distance it's because oh silent hill is synonymous with fog it's it's all yeah. part of the atmosphere it's all part of the allure and like it's, whenever you look outside it. and it's foggy you're not gonna say wow it sure is a foggy day you're one out of ten you're going to get a quote a gamer saying ha 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 it sure looks like silent hill out there yeah every time every fucking time but yeah no Hard, hard to acquire, and I'm purely lucky. Actually, no, I'm gonna let Nishi finish his statement. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's uh, like, uh, that happens here, except I'm usually that kid. I say it to myself, but it's like, um, when, I, when there's like fog or something, it's like, oh shit, whatever. But there's a weird thing that happens here because we live in like a flat land with mm-hmm. dirt and shit, where it's just, it'll be dust. It'll be dirt that is being like pushed by the wind. And so it'll either be fog or it'll just be dirt, like dirt particles everywhere. It's fucking, I hate it. But it looks cool though. And I'm like, oh shit. When, when are they making like Silent Hill in the. You're insane. But it's no hills. It's no hills. It's just a fucking flat, boring Texas land. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean that's like mainly the appeal of Silent Hill. Um, because I was having like a full discussion of this with uh, Pete's and stuff. Well, I am a big fan of Resident Evil. It's mainly just because there's so many fucking games in that franchise that I'm just experienced with it. Silent Hill. I've I finished two like roughly five to six times. I've played a decent chunk of three and a little bit of one that's why i always refrain from calling myself like a silent hill fan is i i have access to these it's just i haven't had the time to go through them um but the main appeal is in the case of resident evil it's all very exaggerative it's very action movie-esque where the first one takes place in the spencer mansion and then it proceeds to the lab the second one you're in the rpd it's a big i mean you initially start in the city but that's more resident evil 3's gimmick and then you go to this big fucking expansive police station and there's all these puzzles and stuff within it and then the city and then this random village in the middle of like europe and stuff like that and it's all i guess i would say yeah it's just adventurous it gives you a sense of like going outside of your comfort zone whereas that's what makes Silent hill so effective it is it's going to your comfort zone it's going to the places that you go through on a daily basis and it kind of preys upon those thoughts of like just walking down the street and just thinking what if there's something around here or you know going around your apartment or even, you know, exaggerative ones. In the case of Silent Hill 3, we have the entire carnival, but that's on the other side, so, you know, just don't worry yeah, about I it. Like three bounces of that out by going to a mall. Yeah, the mall mall's like, the first the most thing. classic, like, teenage hangout spot while, um... Hold on. <laughs> huh? I'm trying not to say the other... Heather? Okay. Heather Mason? Yeah? There we go. Okay, I didn't want to, like, say the other name. 
Oh, it's fine. Fucking dead by daylight bulls. I I just say Heather anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah the, I mean, the funny thing. I mean, the funny thing in general is even just saying Heather Mason is a spoiler because you're not supposed to na- know that her last name is Mason. <laughs> let me let me actually fish out because I, I do have Silent Hill three physically. I paid like sixty dollars for it. Um, oh boy, I have to get out of my chair. Oh my my delightful roommate is gonna go get it for me. Um, cause that's the thing about Heather is her name is supposed to be hidden, and that's why on the back they even give her a different name. Yeah, Heather Morris. They initially hide her name by calling her Heather Morris, and the the, the entire fact that she's part of the Mason bloodline is supposed to be a fucking supposed to be a twist. So honestly, calling her by her true name, I guess I'd say, isn't that big of a deal. I just call her Heather anyway, cause everybody knows her as Heather by this point. Yeah. It, that got me thinking right now is that like the most like on the topic of like because you said that Silent 3 is like 60 right I'm sorry what because you said that uh, Silent Hill 3 was like 60 bucks right about yeah because I got it through like an eBay auction and those yeah, are that, stressful as shit yeah because that just is making me thinking like why is it the most expensive um, some of the most expensive games from the last generation are all horror games obscurity people not picking them up because like yeah. the gameplay and tank controls just didn't click with them because you have sound hole 2 sound hole 3 all being like super expensive and you also have like the haunting ground and eternal darkness oh yeah and, and rumble uh, and Roll 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 Roll. Yeah. yeah um i would like to mention actually like first time i saw something like stupid expensive on the internet was around the time i was 10 years old and i was looking for final fantasy 7 and it was like 299 bucks for uh, Final Fantasy 7 back then and I'm kind of wondering like what that's like now you know as far as like picking up a copy of 7 yeah I got it for like 30 bucks a couple years back (laughs) hold on I'm trying to see if I can find the uh, PS1 version because I'm I'm just seeing a remake god damn it yeah there's the PS1 and it was yeah, for like, and new, yeah, I think you're looking was, at two hundred and nine dollars. Yeah, this was also like at the time that I was looking at this. It was before it was like re-released on the PSP. Yeah, and so, like, yeah, if you're looking at about two hundred dollars for new and pre-owned. You're looking at like seventy. Mm. <sighs> That's weird that it's jumped back up. Um, of yeah, like, yeah, you're not wrong. That's so, so dumb like, too. Oh, like, I could sell this for more money. That's so dumb, too, considering, like, people have easy access to it now through, like, Steam and PSN and all that. PSN, the the amazing PlayStation Classic. Yeah. I will say, most expensive game that I, I have seen, and, yeah, it, it holds up um, an unopened uh, version of the PlayStation 1 Japan-exclusive Serial Experiments Lane video game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, right. The price. Uh, Two thousand five hundred bucks. Jesus Christ! It is unopened. That That's like a few hundred. But then that one's like Jesus. It's yeah. This so uh, I kind of miss the PS One cases. I thought they were kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy two thousand five hundred dollars plus thirty five dollars shipping. That that's the deal breaker. Yeah. Right <laughs> You can get, like, ten copies of Ape Escape with that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah, I found an Ape Escape in, like, one of my local game shops recently, and I was gonna get it till I saw the, uh, disc scratch shit, and I'm like, why did you accept this? 
they accept a lot of things that are like super scratch because they're just like yeah whatever we'll give you two bucks for it yeah i can't even get i can't even get my baby apescape 2 on god one of my favorite games of all time now that i've replayed it i'm like oh shit i'm you know i'm typically the type who really doesn't care for collectathons i i (laughs) i'm really not big on uh jack and daxter one and especially banjo kazooie so (laughs) it's kind of a surprise that i'm like oh wow this is actually like a really engaging take on the formula it's like uh, god i'm not i'm not gonna make this into the fucking apescape podcast but point is i really love that game and i'm glad that it holds up and it's endearing and i'm sad that i can't get it for less than like fucking 80 dollars and all that shit don't worry about it you can wait until the ps5 where you can spend 60 to get bug snacks which is the spiritual <laughs> successor uh, to i don't want place. bug snacks it doesn't have the same charm it doesn't have like <sighs> yeah. I, I, it's sort of cute i don't know <laughs> I, I actually you know i don't even know how i feel about oh God, what's how could you i can't remember his japanese name even though i played the ps4 version recently um because thankfully those got ported to ps4 but it's the european version where they use the um they use the european actors and they also use the japanese names in america on the version that i played as a kid his name's jimmy but his name's like hikaru or something like that in europe I'm trying to not show my true colors by calling this character a stupid Western name Jimmy, but I just can't remember for the life of me. I think they're I think they're charming designs. I don't know if I necessarily call them cute, but they're definitely better than fucking bug snacks. <laughs> the weird vor game, and I don't I don't want to deal with that. I don't want that to be where the legacy continues <laughs> for some weird spiritual successor. But yeah, no, um, to wrap up that whole tangent, Silent Hill 2, incredibly fucking hard to get. Even I Batch Wolf, I, I feel like he did have to use an original copy. That, or he went through a tiresome process to um emulate the game to do it for like a Halloween stream or something. It's a whole issue. I don't know if Silent Hill 3 is the same, but um, it's a shame because I really love those games that I have not finished in the case of one and three but it's it's whatever yeah like i will get it eventually it's just i have to be able to convince myself to drop 70 on it yeah and um, rather not drop 70 on it and then be like wow this game does not click with me and then be like wow i wasted 70 dollars yeah and i definitely gotta prioritize going through silent hill one and then three when i can because the impression i'm getting so far stylistically three might be my favorite but if we're going as like an overall quality scale probably still two all things considered. Um, so, anything beyond Dead Space and Silent Hill and stuff? Yeah, there's a few other things. I'm gonna brush <gasps> oh, over there. Ah, shit, wait, no, ah, fuck. I didn't even go over my thing, because she wanted to mention the thing about, like, oh, down look like Silent Hill and all that. I don't know why I'm giving this voice. <laughs> yeah, no, um... talk. <laughs> I-, I got purely lucky in middle school... Um, where I can officially say Silent Hill 2 is the thing that got me back into survival horror. My, my mom, one day, we were, I believe we were going through, like, some sort of, what would you call a garage, but it's, like, one that you rent out? Storage? Um, yeah, storage unit, yeah. Yeah, I was going through a storage unit of one of her friends, cause they were like, ah, your son plays video games, if you find something, whatever, I'm done with this. And I went through... And there are two things that I found of value, and I think I really only did pick up two things. One was Resident Evil 4 for the PlayStation 2. Copy of Scratch the Shit, couldn't play it, end of story. However, there was Silent Hill 2, and I'm like, ah, you know, I don't really know much about the series, but I might as well. My, my brother played it when I was a kid, I got to watch him, and it scared the shit out of me, so I'm like, ah, why not? And, uh, yeah, 
all I can really say is I'm lucky on that, and that's what started my budding romance with survival horror and tank controls. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure if I wasn't a baby, I would have been able to play it in high school with my friend, but I was a baby and got yeah. to like hours in. I think that's the part where you're supposed to grab the key and then the girl kicks the key away from you. It's like, ha ha. And he's you're like, hey, get back. Uh, yeah, super early. Super early. Yeah. How can you sit there and eat pizza? pizza. Yeah. Eddie's such a yeah, fucking yeah, good um, I'm going to bring up these real quick because you're going to talk about them and I'll just talk about them when you do. Sure, sure, sure. I did buy and play through Dusk. Yeah. Which is fantastic, and I'll talk more about it when you do. Mm-hmm. And I also, bin- not binged, but I, within this week, I watched uh, Brand New Animal, the new Studio Trigger anime, which mm-hmm. was also pretty fantastic, and I will talk about that when you do, I think. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I also finished up Valhalla this month, which was fantastic. It was a very cozy game really really enjoyed it um i've also been playing a lot of pokemon recently which also falls under the umbrella yeah i i I noticed that when i was doing more animal crossing stuff i would notice you just popped up on the like in the same way that nish would see you playing yik i also went oh you poor boy what's happening yeah um it's weird i don't think this game is great i think it has a lot of issues of course like i'm still of course mad about the decks being shredded and then like well it's because we needed more better models you know the models are almost exactly the same and the animations but i still have am having fun with it it's Mm -hmm. weird i don't think it's a great game and i don't recommend paying full price for it which means you're probably never gonna buy it yeah it's like never gonna go down price pokemon games never do like platinum is like 60 dollars right now it's stupid yeah you having um, like stockholm syndrome with this game (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's probably it too because I've been into the I've been playing Pokemon forever, and I guess now that I'm I'm like I might as well play this one, and I'm like this is pretty good. There's some good quality of life changes that they made that I really like. Um, the, you can do thing, you can do these raids, and when you do the raids, you end up getting XP candies, so you don't have to spend forever grinding forever. You can just <laughs> eat your Pokemon. Can't force feed your Pokemon candy. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the new designs are really nice, and I like some of the Galar region stuff. Like, Galar Weezing is pretty funny. It's a fairy-type Weezing with a little top hat. <laughs> I really like that one. I remember um, there was this one that I saw that was fake, but I wish it was real. It's like the evolution, and it's oh, like, yeah, well, it. well, what's all this then? <laughs> yeah, um, there's, some, there's some pretty decent stuff, though, so far. Um, I'm... I'm not playing the main story. I'm like five gym badges in and I've played like 20 hours. I just do the raids and grind <laughs> because the grinding is very cozy to do for like an hour before I go to bed. It's weird. I don't think it's a great game, but I still think it's fine. And I don't know. I guess Stockholm Syndrome is why I'm still playing it a lot. Yeah, because it's like... It's like I'm someone who buys a couple Pokemon games every now and then just to be like, ah, will it click this time? And at the very least, I have it for, there for like aesthetic reasons and all that sort of stuff. However, even with Sword and Shield, realistically, all I care about is like Alistair or Alistair, the, the little cute like ghost boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Alistair, yeah. He's in. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, cute. Cute. he's yeah, really cute. Like he stutters and stuff. You talk to him, he's like, <laughs> ah, hey. 
I need to, what's battle or whatever. And it's like, yeah, what a cute boy with his ghost types. Yeah, it's the it's a character that's designed for me, which is ironic considering a lot of people are like, oh, look at Pierce. This is designed for Blackjack, right? Because he's got the goth stuff. And I'm like, not at all. I. This weird, lanky, 40 year old looking ass doesn't really like gel with me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the only time I've enjoyed this character is when someone sent me like a fan dub where I don't know if they were like reusing audio or actually they got him to voice it, but they got Jimmy Urine from Mindless Self Indulgence to like dub over him. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool thing. Oh shit, is that real? And then I noticed he was swearing. I'm like, oh, it's not real at all. <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh. in this game. yeah, that that immediately brought it down. Like, cause I I don't. <sighs> It's like I since I was talking about it before we started recording cuz there was like a uh, there was a husband hotel thing that got up. I can understand the horny for Angel Dust cuz I'm like, "Oh wow, hot spider guy," even if I even if his voice doesn't really Yeah, even if his voice doesn't really gel with me and it's like I I hope my voice doesn't get compared to his cuz you know, I talk like this and <laughs> I like to believe I'm not in the line of generic femboy woo-woo, but he so, no. He cranks it up to the degree of uh, femboy uwu, but also fucking Boston, eh? <laughs> I just get a lot of that shit, and it's like, I, it's weird. So that is a character where I realistically, I like you for horny, and then sometimes you have some bits that make you that make me laugh, but at the same time you also have weird tonally dissonant shit like with that music video which I I don't want to push people's buttons so I'm not gonna go to big detail but I don't think you could have like a big fun Kesha song and also go through this character's trauma and show scenes of this character in the act of what caused the trauma and just make it serious I don't know it's weird it's tonally dissonant and it's off-putting and odd um but uh shit what <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Yes. Pokemon. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's just Pierce doesn't really gel with me. He's a little yeah, too old and odd for me. This design is fine. It's not my favorite out of the gym leaders I've seen. Alistair probably is my favorite because it's really cute. Yeah. Um, I do like some other ones, I think. I like the trainers. Yeah, the trainer designs are all really good, too. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, that's that, a given. Even X and Y, which I hated at least to have some really good trainer designs. Yeah, they're charming. I like them. Even if, like, X and Y probably has, like, the most basic bitch, I would argue, and I could say that considering that was, like, the first gen that I, like, actively purchased and didn't get through trading or something. You mean, like, the main character designs? Oh, yeah, the main characters. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I didn't like Gen 5s. Gen, ah. I love Gen 5s. Gen 6. Gen 6 is, ah, I ah. I see. <laughs> okay, well, that was a U-turn. I, I still find them cute, but I'll blame artists for that one. Yeah, I think the gen, yeah, the new ones are pretty fine. I don't hate them. And also, you can design it because I have a Shuckle shirt on, and that's pretty neat because Shuckle's yeah. neat. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, though, did you ever pick up Sun and Moon? I did not know I skipped that one because yeah. I was on X and Y. I'm like, I hate this. I'm not going to touch Pokemon for a hot minute. And I did not touch Pokemon for like four or five years. I didn't yeah. touch it my entire <clears throat> my senior year where I picked up Shields because I was like, which mm. one should I get? And then I saw that Shield one, Shield at Alistair, which I guess was a reason, but the biggest reason was Ludicolo. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just a duck with a sombrero and a poncho. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, no. I know. My history with Pokemon has always been weird, and this isn't going to be like a big tangent with it, don't worry. 
realistically, my brother had a couple of the games. The only outside reach I would get from that was I would just watch him play the card game, and out of like kids in my school playing it, like that and Yu-Gi-Oh, and even fucking Bakugan, and all that sort of shit. But realistically, I didn't actually properly pick up a Pokemon game till roughly black and white in middle school, because my friend had it, and I, I actually... Actually, no, I think I did pay him, like, 20 bucks for it, because I was like, ah, I'm curious. Like, I'm an impressionable youth. I want to see what's up with this game. And I picked it up, had fun with it, um, decent enough memories with it, despite being irritated, like, what the fuck, why can't I get Pikachu and all that sort of stuff? And then eventually, I started, like, friends would trade me their old copies of, like, Fire Red and all that sort of stuff, and I would play it for a little bit... I don't know, the the only gen that I really sunk time into to, like, a massive degree and actually finished was X and Y, and I I think that is, like, the thing that made me look at Pokemon and be like, uh, I mean, it's good, but the mechanics are kind of lacking, and it's not really clicking with me personally. I love the world building and all the stuff that comes with designs, but I don't think it's my thing. But I will say, with all the Sword and Shield stuff happening and me getting that same feeling of, like, ugh, oh, do I give the series another chance, I, I just bought fucking sun and moon because I, I came to the conclusion of hey if i buy this game for like 15 10 dollars however much i got on sale i'm buying a game for like 10 to 15 dollars and i'm getting more content in this brand new 60 fucking dollar release <laughs> and, and plus you can then like if you don't like it you can then sell it for like more than that because of course pokemon games are always so goddamn expensive yeah it's just a whole, it's a whole process. But hey, I got Midnight Lycanroc, and I, I like Midnight Lycanroc. Those are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, Shield is actually my first Pokemon game that I've like ever played, uh-huh. and really? because like I've never, I watch my brother play it sometimes, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, it's fucking it's cute characters sometimes. Pokemon, I guess. Cool. Also, the playing card thing. But I was never really, like, I looked at it and I was like, this doesn't look as engaging to me because, you know, I was playing, like, Devil May Cry and shit in the background. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then I, I saw Shield was coming out and I had a Switch for once because, I, like, I've always lagged behind with, like, consoles. I usually get them, like, years after. And then oh, it's yeah, like, I'm like oh, we're, we're releasing the PS5 now. <laughs> so it was like, I was like, ah, maybe I can. Ow, fuck, it hurt me. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I got it. And I was like, all right. And I went in with not low expectations, but it met my expectations exactly in the sense that I wasn't expecting much because I was like, this is a kid for for everyone, you know, it's like a kid's game. And like, you know, the adults can still play it, whatever, but you know, it's tailored in a way so that kids can still like enjoy it without getting their ass kicked, you know? So, so yeah, it's exactly what I expected it to be, uh, which is kind of a bad thing, I guess, because I, it's an average thing. <laughs> this is, like, the most average, okay experience I had. But the main reason I bought it was, in fact, because I like Alistair, and he has a Mimikyu, and I have a Mimikyu. Yeah, Mimikyu's <laughs> cute as fuck. Yeah. It's a weird demon thing that just has a little Pikachu thing on its head. Oh, it's got two little eyes that are like on the the body, I think. God, it's yeah, like the... Yeah, I think that's its face, actually. And then yeah. it had the uh, Pikachu on top. It's like a little hat and it looked like a Pikachu. Yeah. I do like that from Gen 7 because like there's always a 
Pikachu stand-in in every single generation. Like Gen three had Plusle and Minin, Gen four had Patrisu, yada yada yada. Like and then Patrisu. Let's just not have a, a stand-in. Man, just have those type. They realistically, they realistically. Now that I'm thinking about it, because uh, Pizza's playing Thousand Year Door recently. I think I would give Pokemon more leeway if it just had, like, genuinely good writing. Because yeah. I'm thinking back to, like, Thousand Year Door gameplay, and while it's relatively simple, of course you do have, like, more options and all that. Um, in a sense, it's, like, it's still more engaging, and at the very least, I... The, the main reason I would go through that game again is just for the characters and all that sort of stuff. Because I will say, Pokemon does have aesthetically pleasing environments and, like, characters and stuff. Well, actually, I can't say environments in regards to fucking... <laughs> sword and shield because that game looks like ass but um it has that going for it but it's just i don't care for any of the characters unless i like really like them aesthetically whereas with like thousand year door even if a character doesn't really jive with me visually i can still enjoy their like dialogue and stuff like i don't really care about um coops's girlfriend or whatever but the dialogue makes it work or like miss meows or any of that sort of stuff yeah Pokemon is just lacking in every single field besides visuals. It's weird yeah, to think about. Yeah, it's it's weird too because like the only one that I think that had a balance of everything was Gen Five. I'm one of those people who die on that hill. That Five had good is writing. Is that black and white or yeah? Because yeah, yeah, you know, it had the creepy fucking stalker guy that I like. The green yeah. hair. Yeah, green hair. Yeah, and <sighs> and um, and right. I almost called him V because there's been a billion fucking V characters recently. You know, I like that guy. He's cool. Yeah. He's he's yeah. one of those comatas, so... <laughs> the idea of, like, let's just have these weird night dudes be PETA. Yeah. The same exact way of, we should save Pokemon by using Pokemon. Uh, Juan is in the chat huh? asking if he's too late. No, you can, you can jump in if he wants to. Alright. Let me type get the fuck in here. All, all, all caps it so he'll know I'm serious. Oh god, I have to get used to the new way of typing. Uh, the gamer types. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Gen 5 had the best writing period, but then like after that, it's like, yo, here's these... Because like, Gen 6 like has Team Flare, and it's like, what's their thing? Oh, they like dressing nice. Okay, they're also Nazis. Oh, oh I, okay. I, I like Team Skull. <laughs> but that's just because they're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, they're just goobers, and that's really nice. They're just delinquents. <laughs> like, they're not like threatening, and that's the point. Yeah. And that's really great. Um, I like that in Shield, the main team's team yell, and they're just a bunch of dumb fanboys. Mm hmm. Oh. That's pretty neat. Oh, but boy. Either way, that's basically my week. I also did Maho Arms, which is nice. Yeah. Did, did I put that in? Hold on. Uh huh. Uh. God, I, I forgot to type everything. Jesus. All right, I'll throw that in. I'll throw that in. <laughs> Forgetting that Maho Arms is technically an H game, but yeah, don't worry about it. It's at least good. Yeah. 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 Okay. I <laughs> I play a lot of H games, and there are. It's weird because there's a lot of games that are there, and I won't name stuff, but it's like they actually have neat stuff, and the combat's kind of fun, or like ideas, and I'm like. But I, I'm not gonna talk to people about this. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but Mahomes is in a weird category where it doesn't prioritize the H stuff. You know? Yeah. 
it's there, but it's like you could have played the game without knowing it was there at all. Yeah, like it only shows up in the tutorial, or I should say the tutorial, because the game still doesn't teach you anything, and it's just yeah. like, it's it's the little challenge arena thingy. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Which I'm fine with. I don't mind that it's like stuck. I just wish that the game would tell me what things do because I didn't know you could switch between the scientist version of you and the magical girl version. Yeah. And that they both have different stuff. I didn't know that. And then the game also doesn't teach you how that mini game later on works. Because mm-hmm. I always played that mini game for like three minutes straight, and I was like, nothing is happening. This is really weird, and it's really long. And then I look down, and I see a thing. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I move my my keys a little bit, and I see it move. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I press space, and then it starts to move after I line stuff up. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> Oh, so you could never get the uh, control thing working. I did get it working. Oh. It's just whenever the... Um, I just didn't do it for the tutorial challenge thing. Ah, uh, okay. I did get it working, though, for the actual two missions. I was I was a little bit sad. I, uh, uh, You know how there's the chapter select thing with the two... Yeah. yeah. I picked the second chapter first. Hey, hey one. Um, I picked the second chapter first because I was like... Oh shit, that girl looks cute. I want to play as her. And it's yeah, no, just the merchant girl. Yeah. She's cute, though. I do like her. I can't remember what she's named, but she I is. I want to play her, though. <laughs> uh, begins with a P. Yeah, I can't remember. She's she's essentially like the profile pick that a paper bag typically uses for his stuff. Yeah, I, I, I was really I drawn to her design. That's why I assumed that she would be playable, but i guess Maybe uh, you know i guess valhalla uses dorothy as their like poster girl but she's just kind of there you know yeah Amil- is her name amelia or something uh the maho arms girl yeah begins I with think, a p i think the main girl's name is amelia let me fish this out i have her saved because there's a bunch of maho arms based art that you get for being a patron uh, and, she, and I think like she's one of the only characters that I think using it that I like using an axe with because I hate using axes and fighting in any game. I think they're dumb. Damn, not even Bloodborne. Dude, I barely, I never used a hunting axe. Until uh, I was a threaded cane boy for life. Yeah, it's the most broken weapon in the game. Yeah, um, th- threaded cane is like, ooh. but yeah, her name is Piero. P- okay. Yeah, P-I-R-O. But, um, yeah, so fucking... Hey, Juan, now that you're here, do, do you have anything to say about your week slash month? Oh, right right away, huh? Uh, I mean, we've been talking about ours for a while. Oh, you guys are still... Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's the thing where he goes last, so... Technically, you're the last boyo out of the three before him. Yeah, because I'm a mastermind. Well, um, today I picked up the Adobe Creative Cloud. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got it for $20 a month instead of 60 because I'm still technically a college student. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm trying to get the hang of Premiere and Photoshop again. It's been going all right, but I, I've rusted quite severely over the years. Yeah. I want to get top top shit post from you. <laughs> I hope I hope to be able to deliver. <laughs> I'll make sure to give you a rating. I'd like to mention <laughs> something real quick that has been pissing me off. Uh oh. 
Um, Steam is like, oh, one unread chat message, and I've been trying to open it this entire, like, since we began, I've been trying to open this thing, I've been, like, going offline, it's not letting me go offline, it's not letting me go online, it's just, like, one unread chat message, I'm like, who the f I want to see what this is. <laughs> yeah, that that's it, but, goddamn. I don't want to sign out. Um, so uh, anything else with your week? <laughs> Slash um, month. Trying to think. Because um, there's a big gap. He can realistically fill all that in. Well, <clears throat> we, we didn't talk about the summer sale last time, did we? We did not. Because it wasn't okay. happening. I don't think. All right, well, it happened in between that and now, and I now have a backlog of Steam games. Yeah, no, because you... I bought way too much. Yeah, because you got a big dick gamer laptop, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you got that recently too. It came in like you got it like this the day it started happening, right? And you got it like a week later or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a couple days before the Steam sale began. Yeah. So, uh, you you ready to out yourself about everything you bought? Cause I, either you or Ooh. Garrett, either you or Garrett has bought the most out of all of us. I need to get the the list. Hold on. I know my list is real quick. I'll count. I won't yeah. say everything to count. Because with Garrett as well, that you also got to include like stuff that you've gifted. But I doubt that they showcase that on your list. I mean, no. maybe I could look at receipts. Maybe. But with me, I got maybe sub below fifteen. Just because, like, hey, you know, I'm also getting a fucking PC soon, so I might as well get stuff, and then all the stuff I got gifted and all that. Mm. <clears throat> also, I, I hope I can keep my cool during this podcast, because I'm already breaking in sweats because of heat. <laughs> so if so, I uh, randomly start speeding up in the middle of conversation, that's why, but I'm, I'm going to do my best. So at least, least pretty late. At least 21. Ooh, Nice. You know, I I don't know whether to I, I don't know whether to praise you or scold you for that. Wait, probably both because like I bought <laughs> all the more trilogies too because I bought the the Dead Space trilogy, the Metro trilogy. That's a big right there. Last Way Two, Sam Show Five, The Zero Escape No Nary Games, Killer Seven, Doom Eternal. G good on you for Killer Seven, by the way. What? Sale? No, that was before the sale. Never mind, but. At least like twenty, twenty-one. It's a lot. It's way too much because I saw some, because I'll see something at a decent price and I'm like, I should get that. And then I did. yeah. God, I'm I'm upset. I didn't pick up Fallout One and Two because I've been on such a high with that series recently. Yeah. But more on that later. Uh, Juan, did you manage to uh, scrap up what you got? Um, yeah. Let me see. Um, the very first thing I got was a gift copy of Persona 4 Golden. Oh, Garrett. yeah. I right when it started happening, and I bought, like, four people Persona 4 Golden. <laughs> Me yeah. included. Hello. So three-fourths of the people. Yeah. <laughs> so just like, hey, this game is $20. I should buy people Persona. Yeah. It's real good. And then yeah. the day after, I bought my friend Metal Gear Rising. I Ooh. really should have waited till the Steam sale, though, because it, then it was seven bucks, which I eventually bought for myself. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll get to um, I'll I'll get to Persona Four after I fucking finish. Uh, let's see, cashing up in Final Fantasy Fourteen, uh, Near Automata. 
Bayonetta. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Tales of Berseria. Did I say that already? Nope. Uh, watching Evangelion and watching Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> That's Ooh. like seven long things. Wait, okay. How far are you going to go to Hunter x Hunter? I don't know. As long as my friends Brandon and Derek make me. <laughs> I, I see. I, I hope they make you stop after Chimera Ants, but you know, it's that's neither here nor there. I might just keep going because I hear it's really good. And... I, I... It's really... You can stop after Chimera. <laughs> well, I'll I'll know when I when I need to stop. Yeah, I, fair I, enough. I, I know myself. Um, yeah. I like Kilua. <clears throat> I want. I, I feel like I feel like I can. I feel like I can watch most things because I have watched Ruby for the past few years, and yeah. that's a low low bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I should I should fucking watch that with you. Hey, wait. Oh, hold on. Ah, shit, am I getting the boys' names mixed up? I'm mixing Killua. I mean, I do like Killua. It's just I'm mixing it up with the blonde boy who I really like. Ah, uh, Hunter, Hunter. <laughs> Hold on. Mind goblins. Uh, Hunter, Hunter, blonde hair. Uh, your name is Kerepika. How did I forget Kerepika? I love that boy. Goddamn. Is also the one that looks like me? Has, like, my haircut? I'm not sure who that is. I I don't think I got far enough in. Damn. Hold on. Can you can you give me a name? Yeah, it's gonna give me a second. Uh. Oh, sorry. Let me mute. Yeah, because I gotta relay it for podcast stuff. Um. But anyway, anything else, Juan, on a uh, Steam sale? Um. <clears throat> I bought Sonic Adventure Two for. Oh uh, yeah. Me. Yeah, I was really fucking excited. Out of everything on the Steam sale, that's what got the most like child-like glee out of me, to be honest. Hell yeah. And then I gave Rouge a fat ace. <laughs> Garrett gifted me Skullgirls and Dusk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, see, I got you Disgaea 5 and Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to the Yik Picks. I believe. You gifted me um, Left 4 Dead 2. Mm hmm. I believe it's a boy, and his name is Kalito, I think. Uh-huh. Hold on. Here you go. This is, this is him. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't believe I got that far. <clears throat> I stopped after they were, like, introducing all the magic shit. Mm. <laughs> it's just because, like, whatever provider I was using to, like, you know, watch it through legal means just kind of, like, stopped after a while. I think it was Netflix, actually. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you can keep going, you can keep going. Alright, um, Garrett gifted me Blaze Blue Central Fiction. Oh, yeah, Gar Garrett gifted me, like, every Blaze Blue game. <laughs> Which is sick. Blue? Yeah. See, um... I'm, I'm gonna... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> probably gonna stream those games and it won't even be for the actual fighting, it'll just be for all this fucking lore. <laughs> The war that you won't even understand when you play Calamity Trigger. Don't worry about it. Because the game expects you to read a fucking thesis. <laughs> Do I have to read novels or something? No, it's just like the game doesn't explain anything to you at first. Oh boy. They'll start just saying NOL, Azure. <laughs> I, I thought you meant they just started saying LOL, keep reading. No. <laughs> That's basically what it is. <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. 
Huh? I finally got to open that Steam message. It's the cryptid. Uh oh. The, the cryptid says Mulger hides. <laughs> What's that even mean? I think she knows I'm hiding from her. I I see. Um. A anything else of note? Um. Let's see. Uh, Sky Two, Garfield Kart, Furious Racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um near automata thanks to um a link that blackjack sent me oh yeah get a lot it cheaper not not exactly related to the steam sale mm -hmm. um, let me see uh let's see power rangers the gift gift for me that one postal 2 uh, Crazy Taxi, Castle Crashers, a couple of party games generally. Uh -huh. Good, good move on Crazy Taxi. Even though I'm still sad that they didn't have the rights to uh, ah shit, what was it? Was it Rise of Against or a different band that they got the original soundtrack for? Uh, either way, due to copyright reasons, they have to change the music sadly, so you don't get yeah 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 and oh, all that. Um, Offspring. Offspring, not Rise Against, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all gone. But that's yeah, why like the friend like speed runs Crazy Taxi a lot. Ooh. Um but yeah, sadly why we're probably not gonna see Jet Set Radio Future coming back. Way too much licensed stuff, especially with the uh, side projects from the Beastie Boys and all that with their groups. That's oh, a whole speaking thing. of, I picked up Jet Set Radio from that sale too. Yeah, OG. OG's good. Don't get me wrong. I, I do love OG Jet Set Radio, but God, Future is a fucking masterpiece to me. I, I adore that game I so much. Future when I was younger or watched one of my siblings play it, because I remember there being, like, robot versions of you or something. Um, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I was gonna say it's in the original, but I'm like, nah, Zero Beat, that's, that's in Future. There's, like, there's, like, a gorilla at some point or something. <laughs> I, I can't quite remember. I remember there being a gorilla, but I don't know if that's just, like, me remembering wrong, or there was, in fact, a gorilla in that game. <laughs> it's been quite a while. It was my last year of high school that I went through Future, so I'm not entirely sure. I need to play those games, because uh, I played another one that was, like, similar, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, Hover. Mm -hmm. Because I, that's one of those games that I definitely just play because it's like, I don't know what to do right now. I just need to chill out. It's it's fun. And I feel I'm like 90% sure Jet Set Radios. It's like one of the things it's kind of inspired by. Oh, um, 100%. It's supposed yeah, to be a spiritual successor. It, it does have like one of those songs that is by the same... Com yeah, yeah, yeah. Hideki uh, Naganuma, yeah. Yeah. Family Guy funny moments? Question yeah, mark. Yeah, he's he's I, I, loving he, it. Every time I think about that, and I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's pretty neat. What did he do? And it's like, oh, he did Jet Set and Dangan and all these other stuff. Like, what the fuck? He no, he didn't do Dangan. He didn't. He did do Dangan. Dangan. He did not. That's um, okay. you're mixing it up with the the name fails me at the moment. But uh, Hideki Naganuma, he's mainly known for Jet Set Radio, Jet Set Radio Future. Um, Sonic Rush, and then he's done remixes for a bunch of different games, including the Persona Dancing games. But those are kind of the main two he's known for, and that's like the main two he tweets about. You're thinking of, as I try to sound like a smart person, as I fucking have to look it up, Danganronpa, composer, it's the guy that did No More Heroes, Masafumi Takada, yeah. 
how I got those two mixed up. Ah, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. I think they might have had a game where they did, like, a collaboration, but it could be my brain mixing up stuff up. Uh, d don't worry about it, though. It's, it's perfectly fine. They have, like, similar, uh, how would I say, like, soundscapes and sort of quirks and places. It's understandable at the very least. Um, but yeah, no, um, I think you'd really, I think you would really appreciate Future, because Jetset Radio, the original capitalized on a lot of, like, late 90s sort of stuff, whereas Future capitalizes on, like, early 2000s, um, I'm forgetting the name, but it's that sort of, like, nice time period where early 2000s stuff was trying to be, like, futuristic and, like, give it this nice sense of, like, hey, we're the next console generation, like, I think it's called, it might literally be called, like, Y2K or something like that. It's sort of the period of like, oh wow, we actually reached the uh, we actually reached the two thousands, the big double O. Like, let's try and like, I think that's the style, yeah. Let's try and like break down what the future might be and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's neat. I, I really love that sort of style and that above most games really capitalized on it. And besides just being Jitsu Radio, but really refined gameplay and prioritizing like doing sick fucking tricks while you spray paint instead of staying in place and running from the cops. There's a lot of neat stuff, and uh, I'll, I'll say it's one of my favorite, I guess, environment-based... No, how do I want to, like, form the sentence? It looks good. <laughs> it's it's one of my very early 2000s games, now that I'm, like, thinking about Thousand Year Door and all that, where they try to do future stuff, and, like, hey, you know, what can we do with our limitations? And I think it looks really fucking cool. Um, anything else, Juan? Uh, let's see, Postal 2... Uh, where, where is it? Where is it? Oh, dishwasher. Yeah, I'm really thankful about that because those games are fucking criminally underrated. Well, the second one at least. Uh, Killer Seven. Gary's mod. Uh, Ellie Noir. That's all the noteworthy ones, but in total, that's. Now my Steam library is about thir upper thirties. Yeah, mine is somehow in the fucking hundreds. And I, I I guess it's because like mine's linked with Nishi, but I don't know if it counts those. Yo, wait, are you guys talking about how many games you have total? No, uh, from the Steam sale. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's basically total because that's about the time I came. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the Steam wow. sale, like I said, rough estimate, maybe fifteen. It says that I have 501 games on Steam. Holy I, shit. I see. Okay, so it's definitely not counting yours. close to that. Well, here's the thing, right? I have my library. I have Jack's library. Library? God damn it. Text is coming out. And I have my ex's library as well. And he had a shit ton of games. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, again, if it necessarily counts that, because I know... Because you picked up Toho Luna Nights, which I was very grateful for, but I noticed whenever I put time into that game, it doesn't count that whatsoever on my profile, and it doesn't count it in, like, my list of owned games. So I think it's purely going off games that you personally own. Mm. But that's just a shot in the dark guess. Otherwise, Maybe. I'd probably I have a lot more listed. I don't think that I own 501 games. <laughs> no, it, I know that I don't own 501 games, actually. Yeah. yeah. But, um... Anything else with your week before we move on to mine? We're just going to be a big fucking ramble fest I have to keep down because I'm already sweating bullets. That, that'll suffice for now. Fair enough. Um, so for my week slash month, 
we're not really covering the news just because like ooh, everything's already wonky and there's a lot of sad and weird stuff especially with the fgc so i'm just gonna avoid that <laughs> if that's fine uh if you want to hear where that has been covered go to uh fuck i almost called it let's fight a boss podcast go to <laughs> i mean <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh oh what happened Okay, I dropped my phone. <laughs> oh no. Fucking. Ugh, my brain. Sweat. Sweat brain. It's getting to me. Fuck. Let me just go to Spotify and find the name. <laughs> Here comes a new challenger. Yeah, kind of similar name. Alright. Jesus Ooh. Christ. Ugh. I, I hate that I had it and then she made a noise and my brain fried. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the most immediately notable thing is I am now a prescription glasses wearer. Um, sad thing is, yeah, sad thing is I'm not entirely content with it, because <laughs> I think the biggest thing is we're still in COVID town USA, and you know, you look at yourself in the mirror, and you're like, hey, this is pretty good, and then you see it with your full face, and it's like, oh, because in story, you only get to see your face with glasses, and it's like, yeah, this should be fine, and you know, having a dad who's berating you and being like, oh, you're fucking taking too long, gotta get out of here, and it's... Uh, it was not it was not a good environment to get glasses as someone who previously did not own glasses so if i'm lucky maybe i'll replace them and get a different one next year because i mean they're fine it's just god i wish i got one bottom rims but uh you know i'll survive my biggest thing was i don't want to be like an s monroe clone so i'll get these ones so this should add to it's a unique factor and it's like ah uh, wasn't worth it but it's neat though um everything's in hd everything's fucking rad it's neat <laughs> It's a case of I didn't think my eyes were this bad, and now I see that it was a big problem ever since I was a child. <laughs> um, beyond that, though, the thing that Garrett alluded to earlier, and this is gonna be in a weird order. I don't think this is gonna be in like a historically accurate order of things. Historically accurate. Yeah, I think I just typed them down on like what came to mind in that moment. Um. <laughs> Can I even survive in this heat? I'm, I'm wondering if I should give myself a quick break. That's up to you. <sighs> Let's go to a break as I go sit in front of a fan for a little bit. <laughs> Oh boy, nothing like leaving your chair, sitting in front of a fan for like roughly a couple seconds, drinking a bunch of water, going to the restroom, coming back to that chair, um, drenched in a cold sweat already. <laughs> just the entire back of it is fucking drenched. I'll, I'll be sure to take a shower after this. Um, hey, me too. <laughs> and um, while it's not necessarily on my list of things, uh, Juan actually didn't mention that he picked up Super Hot, which I was really tempted to. Uh, however, the reason I want to bring that up is because Pizza's been playing it. Super Hot got an expansion that's basically a sequel. I, I I don't know if you guys have seen anything of this. I haven't I been able to play it yet. That it exists. Yeah, no. Um, I, I believe if you're someone who owns Super Hot, I don't know if it's PS4 only as far as the steal. Y you get the expansion for free. I think it's called like Mind Control Delete or something along those lines. Uh, yeah, no. It, it seems to be a full-scale sequel, and it's really fucking cool. So, besides the core mechanics of Super Hot and all the stuff you unlock along the way, 
Yeah, this starts introducing, like, a life system. It starts introducing, like, an upgrade system as you go along, and all this crazy shit, and new weapons, and... Oh, man, I'm, I'm excited to go through that when I can. Um, however, that's not really on my topics. What's on my topics is I finished Dusk, which Garrett also did, and he's the one that bought it for me, and I'm very thankful, because holy shit, is that, like, my second favorite first-person shooter now. I, I personally put... Yeah, I, I put it personally just below Doom Eternal at the moment. And uh, we're, we're going completely spoiler-free on everything we're talking about, but Jesus Christ, get in. <laughs> it's it's sick. It starts off just like <clears throat> seeming like, oh, it's going to be another boomer shooter revival thing. Yeah, and then it's like, no. Oh, yeah, no. I, I mean, the game had me in from, like, second one, where you just pick up a shotgun and just is groovy and all. It's like, ah, it's it's catering to me. It's catering to my bullshit. But the more you go along, God does it go places. And even beyond it going places on, like, all the, you know, unique variety to the environment design and the places it goes, it's just really fun. It's just really fun sliding around and, like, switching, like, doing this Devil May Cry shit even before Ultra Kill, which is another New Blood game coming soon. I think it really capitalizes on that, and I think it has, like, a lot of unique qualities to it, despite, you know, coming off of, like, a Quake clone from the beginning. Well, a mix of Quake and Blood. And it's it's a tough game to talk about without spoilers, but I can really just tell you, it goes places you wouldn't think it would, really. And it's also cheap. I think it's, like, $20 normally. Mm-hmm. Which is totally worth just picking it up. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, th- there's a lot going on with that. I I didn't even touch Quake World, which is a whole multiplayer expansion. Sorry, <laughs> a Dusk World, which is a whole other like expansion thing. But uh, yeah. No, what what can I say? Game's really fun. Game's really fluid and fast. Faster than like a lot of games. I'd say faster than even its contemporaries and like the boomer shooter sort of genre. I guess you'd call it at this point, subgenre even near the uh, 2016 internal style of like speed yeah real real fun real fast and you know i was playing it as much of a gunslinger as i could and i had a great time i i really love that game um soundtrack by andrew holschultz really fucking good and considering it's a guy who's been doing like remixes or uh, rather covers of like doom soundtracks and such he's the guy that did the entire brutal doom sort of like rehash soundtrack and uh even did like some quake remixes and stuff seeing that guy go from doing that to doing the soundtrack to dusk and like doing stuff for like quake champions and all that really neat really appreciated and sick and that guy can make some good ass music i'm i'm struggling to think of like what my favorite track is though i think i think keepers of the gate is up on there but up there but um there's, like, one that's called, like, Something Destruction. Something to Destruction, rather. I gotta work on my, uh, pronunciation. <laughs> it's way easier in, like, Demonscripted videos, but it's hard on podcast. Something to Destruction is probably one of my favorite tracks. I, I don't know if you, Garrett, have, like, any noteworthy ones. I, I don't. Like, it's weird. I, I think the soundtrack in general is super great. I just can't think of one that, like, real... You know what? No. The um, one that plays when you're in the, uh, the evil... Thing, the first episode, the first part of episode three. Hmm. That's a really nice organ. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I recall you. I think I recall what you mean. Sorry, if I'm stumbling my words, I am. I'm trying to be a professional despite already suffering from heat yet again. 
I'll do my best. I'll do my best. But yeah, no. Um, it, it's a tough game. It's a tough game to talk around. But all I could say is, whatever you expected it to be, it's not. It's fucking amazing. And I love that game to death. Would you say your favorite chapter is still chapter two, or rather episode? Would you say it's episode two or episode three? Or even one, though, though I doubt it. I would say two, because two... I really like three, and three goes mm-hmm. like the most places. Yeah. But I feel like two is just like, oh shit, there's so many good things from there. Like, my favorite level out of all of them is Estral Labs. Oh yeah, totally. Because it's like, here's Half-Life, but... Ooh, 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 don't, don't, don't give away too much. Yeah, but uh, g- game game goes places. What I'll say and three, I'm really biased towards because it has like the most goth shits and has like the most visually appealing things. And um, yeah, no, I, I guess there's no real way to talk around it besides saying, "Hey, red skies are cool." <laughs> I think the missions with the red skies are pretty fucking neat. And uh, God, yeah, okay, there is no t- no way talking around that, so I'm just gonna avoid it altogether. Dust good, dust good. Can't say much. <clears throat> Absolutely fantastic game through and through. After that, we have Darkest Dungeon, which is something I was kind of pondering on. I'm like, would this be my thing? Wooly recommends it a bunch. And uh, yeah, definitely my thing. I haven't put too much time in. I've put roughly two hours. Did a little bit of modding just to see what the capabilities were. You know, put put Tubi and Guts in, all that sort of stuff. And I'll say, that game is painstakingly hard. It is the challenge that I wanted out of it. And I'm loving every single, like, element of it. It's real fun. It's the sort of grind where, even though I'm constantly getting, like, pushed back, because it, it really is a game about, like, pushing and pulling you through these dungeons and, like, really testing your limits and going through all the roguelike elements, and I'm really loving it. And, uh, you know, I, I should probably explain what Dusk and Darkest Dungeon are. Dusk is a boomer shooter where you're set off to be like, oh, you're just some guy and you're impaled on, like, some scythes and whatnot. And you go to the woods, and as far as you know, literally from second one, you just hear a voice saying, kill the intruder, and you go off guns blazing through, like, farms and such like that. Some random village. Whereas with Darkest Dungeon, from what I can recall, the opening is maybe your grandfather, an ancestor, or something like that, someone related to you, talking about how there's this fucked up dungeon, and you gotta go to it, because, like, your ancestors have all these, like, relics and stuff like that. But, actually, no. I believe the entire point is that he's warned you to go against it. It's It's been a week, so sorry if I'm getting my information wrong. Because, straight up, it's a Lovecraft game, and he doesn't want you going in, so, uh... You go in anyway, because you're a greedy fuck. So you're hiring all these, like, sort of adventurers of all these different classes. It's kind of playing into the roguelike thing as well, where at first you get, um... You get the guy with the gun. What's he called? They all have classes, and I'm sorry that I don't remember the names. (laughs) But you get the initial guy, and you also get a crusader. And... I'll say the game plays with that really well, where even though everyone is kind of a blank slate, they do actually have like a lot of personality going into them, and I think they're really fucking neat. Crusaders, for instance, are like really big on religion, and you know, if someone's like an atheist, or if someone's like a disgrace against God, they won't trust your party members and will even go insane in certain places. Oh yeah, but the, the game gives you just random debuffs. Yeah. 
great. <sighs> I really appreciate shit like that. And, um... <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I I cannot deal with this. Let me, let me turn that fan back on. <laughs> I am becoming a sweaty fucking mess. Oh, Garrett, you wanna you wanna fill in for time for me for a second? Yeah, sure, I guess. Yeah, I can't breathe. <laughs> okay, um, what do you want me to fill in time for, like with? Uh, Darkest Dungeon. You've played it. Yeah, I played it. Um, I've played a few hours of it. I got it on PS4 like forever ago. And it was like seven bucks. I bought it on a whim. So my God, this looks neat. I've been hearing a lot about it, and I don't know if I like it. I do like it because it's a turn-based roguelike, which I don't think it, there's a whole lot of. I don't like turn-based RPGs, so why not? Um, yeah, none none really come to mind. Yeah, there's a few, but they all came out like after Darkest Dungeon, and mm. they're very much Darkest Dungeon clones. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, what isn't... Called, um, Space Derelicts, I think? Yeah, that's from New Blood. I, I think... No. No, uh, never no. mind. I'm thinking of a different it's one. It's like Space Derelicts, I think is the name of it, and if you look it up, you look at the, the art style, and so you're like, oh, that's just straight up Darkest Dungeon, but in space. Yeah, and Mistover, which has Faust in it. But yeah, it has Faust in it for some reason, because Arxis, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There. The game looks adorable, and I really want to play it, but it's an oddity, and I, I'd like to go through Darkest first. There. I'm still very confused by that part, but yeah, it's there. Um... <laughs> The best part about Darkest Dungeon is the writing, I think. Yeah, definitely. The narrator's writing is really good, and there's also the voice acting of the narrator. Ooh, with his yeah. Gravelly voice of, do not go, or whatever, you know? He's like, I have written this thing a thousand times. Yeah, the, the defenses are broken, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Really charming. Really charming. Unity. Yeah, I know. He absolutely crushes it. God, I love that thing. I love that thing that you posted over Discord where it was like <laughs> putting Darkest Dungeon quotes on like booty like, shorts or something like that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to like dig it up, but I fucking adored it because I read it in the voice. Yeah, no, yeah, really, really fantastic game. I, I don't want to say the writing carries it because all the other elements are like totally fine and I, I love the sort of like format that it's put in. But I'll definitely say it's a major factor as to what keeps me playing. Because, you know, I'm, I'm big on Lovecraft. I, I think that's obvious enough at this point. Yeah. But I don't think too many games do it justice. I think no, Bloodborne... Because it's very hard to, like, take the idea of insanity and make it something, like, tangible. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I think something like Bloodborne does it really well. But when Bloodborne does the Lovecraft, it's more in a visual sense. The yeah. narrative... Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I should be a more polite host, and I should actually leave pauses for people to interject rather than trying to immediately finish off my statement. But regardless, I'm trying to get a lot of stuff from Pointless Filler, if anyone's even fucking seen that podcast, because I really love how Ken Ashcorp and Sharpie carry stuff. When it comes to Bloodborne... I believe a lot of it is in regards to the visual storytelling. I feel a lot of it is like left up to interpretation, and I feel it does it in a really nice sort of anime, exaggerated sort of way. With Darkest Dungeon, I would say it's doing Lovecraft, but it's doing it honest, while still retaining its own sort of factor and mood. It's got its own sort of style and presentation, even beyond, you know, the fact of it being a fucking video game. 
the entire element of it being a dungeon and being in this weird sort of place in history where I, I guess it wouldn't be too far out of line to say it could be maybe the 1800s or whatever. When when were plague doctors around? Like honestly, during definitely during the bubonic plague, like 1500s maybe. 1500s. All right, I I overshot it. Find out exactly. It's like 14 or 1500s. Yeah. It has to be around the Dark Ages. Yeah, and like where? Oh. Before. Oh, sorry. America. <laughs> For America. Yeah, in the case of Bloodborne, where you would have Eileen, who is uh, the hunter of hunters, when she has a play Dr. Mask, it's purely for style. There's no actual rhyme or reason to it. I mean, in regards to actual history. With Eileen, there's a whole thing with, like, the, uh, the hunter's burial and stuff like that, where I believe they would, like, throw them off the highest peak and that whole element to it. But it's not like a proper plague doctor where it's like, oh, I'm wearing this to keep it away, you know, keep you at arm's length from me. Ha ha ha, I'm smelling these, smelling these salts and all these, like, sort of perfumes. That'll totally wave away the fucking sickness. <laughs> Or however the whole down the rabbit hole video went with that. <laughs> I just looked it up and the Black Death was around the 1300s. 1300s! Even earlier! Because <laughs> I, I can't quite remember when Lovecraft was, but I want to say it was 1900s and, and typically... Yeah, like 1920s, roughly. Yeah, and typically when he would write stories, it would be around that era. Um, from all the stuff I've read, it typically doesn't go that far back, but maybe that's just my interpretation of it. A lot of it feels of his era. A lot of stuff like The Color of Madness, Call of Cthulhu, um, Color Out of Space, or sorry, ah, <laughs> sorry, I called it Color of Madness, that's literally the fucking darkest dungeon expansion. Sorry. Color Out of Space, um, Mountains of Madness is what I wanted to say. All this sort of stuff, it feels of his timeline. But, you know, who's to say that it couldn't be? It feels relevant. Why is pizza messaging me? Hold on. Oh, it's Tubi being a gamer. Nice. Um. <laughs> With Darkest Dungeon, it feels like it's taking Lovecraft elements and posting it into a much earlier era. And I think that's neat. I, I really appreciate it for that. And I really like the narrative and the sort of style of it all. And a lot of people point to it and just be like, oh, it's like, fuck, Dark Souls and all that. But no, I think it holds its own, even if I'm dumping Artorias into it. And, I don't know. <laughs> it's another one of those moments where I'm not sure where to go with it, so I'm just gonna say, I just think it's neat. <laughs> even without mods, I, I really, really enjoy that game. I have not cleared a single dungeon besides the tutorial within the two hours that I've played, and I still fucking love it. Maho Arms, that's another one. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Maho Arms, and I I plan to make a video on it, to be honest. I plan to make a sort of early access video discussing it, what I really loved about it, what I think could, in all fairness, be done differently, and I have a lot of hope for that game. I, I really enjoy it. It's quite limited. The gameplay is a bit more in line with, let's say, Nier Automata, but even less than that, I guess I would say. 
I believe I had a comparison where it's like, I almost feel like, in regards to the limited controls, it's almost like an arena fighter done right, because, you know me, I fucking don't like arena fighters or Muso. But in regards to, you're given, essentially, two buttons, and then you have, like, a third one for range. So I think it works with the limitations quite well, and has style meter, so I think that's neat. And I really appreciate a lot of what's, uh, what the devs are doing with that game. They're really nice. I've, I've had a little, a little, excuse me a little minor chat with them, talking about the game and all that, so. That was big neat. Um, <laughs> but that about wraps up my opinion. I, I do kind of gotta be, like, a little bit speedy with these, so. I apologize if anyone's interested in some of these topics, but, you know, video for another day. I think probably the biggest thing, and the thing that I'm gonna take a big swig of fucking water with. <laughs> oh, shit. Ah. Sorry, I dropped my cat. <laughs> I basically you dropped my cat. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, no. Not yet. <laughs> I'm not gonna be fucking... Who was the awful streamer who, like, threw her cat? Was that a lenity or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and fed the cat vodka or whatever. There's that whole fucking, like, thing with her and Ninja where Ninja fucking bodied her. Yeah, that was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I got a gamer PC, which I want to thank Pizza for that. That's a really big thing, where initially, I was supposed to save up for it from my birthday and all of that, but due to 4th of July sales, I managed to get early. And, uh, you know, what can I say? It, uh, kind of fixed a lot of problems I was having with my laptop, and comparatively now, that laptop feels fucking decrepit. Because today, I was working on some stuff, had a lot of tabs open, maybe, you know, let's say seven or eight give or take including you know backing up all my stuff from my phone into itunes and stuff and it took seven tabs for premiere pro to run like that laptop would that thing runs like a fucking dream and it's fucking amazing so is it's, it wrong that every time i hear somebody say i have a lot of tabs open right now and they and they say like you know like seven and then i start like giggling to myself because of how many i have open right now <laughs> well tabs programs give or oh, take that, okay if i'm yeah. like internet explorer tabs I'm like oh no oh no, no no oh god definitely not internet explorer i'm i'm trying firefox it well, seems then, like, to be fine like the internet thing Oh, sure, sure. I mean, that's like a general thing, but yeah. Yeah, browsers in general. I have, I have way too many open right now. Yeah, I was Frankensteining shit. I had Mozilla Firefox open for general stuff. Then I had Chrome for downloading stuff. Then I had Photoshop. Then I had Premiere Pro for editing your video, which, that's another great thing. I could actually have fucking Photoshop and Premiere Pro open at the same time, so hey... If I'm like, oh wow, that'd be really neat if I could do this edit, I could just Photoshop it real quick. It doesn't take yeah, too much and, time. Um, Photoshop isn't doing the thing anymore, right? Where it's like super fucking up all the time? Oh yeah, my, my laptop had a weird glitch where it couldn't run it properly, but uh, that's all gone. Had iTunes open, had multiple file explorer tabs open, because I, I, I wanted to do the um, sort of crackhead thing and... Uh, <laughs> properly keep tabs and categorize every single artist that I have saved. That's the whole thing. <laughs> it's um it's a work in progress and the amount of artists I had categorized got so big that A, there were artists I couldn't categorize because I don't remember the names so I listed them as mysteries. And um I had a 
break it down to favorites and also not so favorites is the best way you could do it. It's a uh, it's a big thing, so definitely work it on that. Um, but yeah, no, runs perfectly fine. I think I'm working with like an HD uh, HP Pavilion, and then I forget the order number. But that's a whole that's a whole thing. <laughs> that was a whole big thing. And um, I would definitely say the biggest thing is, hey, I it's not the biggest thing. It's not the most advanced fucking gamer PC out there. But I can run Devil May Cry 5, for instance, at, like, roughly 60, if not 30 frames per second, 1080p. And I could stream stuff, and that's more I mean, than enough for me. Yeah, uh, you're better off than me. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy, I gotta drink water and remember to take breaths. That's a hard thing. I, I gotta get used to being very casual on these instead of trying to like keep everything going and uh, keep stuff motivated. I am no professional. Yeah. Panishi, aren't you gonna do that stuff that you said in chat? Oh, um, yeah, I was, I was wondering if I, like, if I could. Yes. Yeah, that, that's fine. You don't, you don't need my permission. Oh, okay. Well, I know, but we're in the middle of the thing and all, you know? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Everything was delayed anyway. Alright. Yeah, and even if then we probably should, we shouldn't be done for long? Yeah. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, it's just sorry if the podcast ends without you. Yeah, it's fine. Alright, if it does, I had a good time, and if I'm back, this will be embarrassing. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have a good uh, shower and medicine stuff. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, getting getting my nerves done with this thing is definitely going to take a while, <laughs> especially when it comes to retaining my breath and all that. Um... I think it'd definitely be easy if you guys, like, do interject every now and then, just so I can take a breather. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been trying to. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, like, I usually do that whenever you're talking. I usually do, like, interject every once in a while. Oh, okay, totally, totally. All right. <laughs> but your point is, it's perfectly fine. You know, um, what's, what's that good old quote? Um, <laughs> this is my penis. There are many like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck. That's essentially. No, I've never heard that quote before. You've never heard that. That's that a classic. So yeah, no, that's that's a big one. That was a big old fucking may may for a while. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, having having a PC like this lends me to mod Devil May Cry Five, and you know, I I, I do like DMC Five quite a bit, but. Properly being able to have turbo mode and give Nero the look that I like and give Dante all sorts of cool shit Make him DMC for Dante De-age him Give him cool Scott Pilgrim shit all that sort of stuff Turn Virgil into be pretty nice <laughs> That's all I can really say You can also mod in like inertia, right? Oh, yeah, you can mod in inertia and solve out characters, but that's a whole that's a whole cheat engine thing, so I haven't been able to mess with that properly quite yet. Wait, you're talking about DMC five, not four. Yeah, yeah. five. Mm. Oh, okay. I because mm. um I was gonna make mention of a Virgil mod I've only recently found out about. Hmm. 
Uh, for DMC4 specifically, I think, I don't know if, it, if it's what it's called, but in combo videos it's referred to as like Dark Side. <laughs> but, um, you know how Dante can alternate between Sword and Dark Slayer and do like the first hit of those combos back to back? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he can do that um, with most of his like weapon switch combos. Yeah, I think that's DMC4. I, I, I don't believe... Or rather, I, I do believe you're correct on that, because I was going through uh, the next mods for uh, DMC4. None of them really appealed to me, oddly. Um, I do believe that was one of them, yeah. Hmm. Okay. That, uh, I'll have to keep that in a strong consideration whenever I do pick up DMC4 for the laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Alright, ooh, okay. Chest has definitely calmed down, throat and all that. <laughs> I, I definitely have to keep... I, I don't have to keep a note on my breathing. You know, I can't... I can't speak too fast to a certain capacity, because either A, you know, people aren't really going to enjoy that. <laughs> I've, I've definitely learned that from older videos. But additionally, it's not so... not so good for my health, so I definitely just got to break these down more fluidly. Should also be more choosy when it comes to my topics, but, uh, you know me. Some of you know what? That's what I should do with my show notes next time. I'll have the ones to prioritize, and then I'll have the ones that are backup plans. Let's yeah, say. Yeah, big ol' stall for times and all that. Um, but I think one that, to be honest, as much as I do love it, and I would say it is like one of my new favorite trigger shows, which biases, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like Garrett, you might have more to say about Brand New Animal, to be honest. Really. Yeah, because, um, to be brutally honest, I do really love it, yeah. but, but it is a situation where it came at a bad time for me, <laughs> where initially I was like, oh yeah, you know, Pizza and I, we could set up aside, we could set aside like a whole day, we could just binge watch it, like, yeah, it's fucking great, but our internet was out, so, um, oh. we were not able to do it on the day that was planned, and on the day that we did do it, I had too much stuff I had to do. I had all the stuff I had to set up. I had to, like, talk to people. Everyone was messaging me at once. It's... In the words of a great man, it's just one of those days. So, I did watch it. I did binge watch it in roughly a day and a half, let's say. And I do love it. It's just, there were definitely moments where I had my phone out and I had to deal with that. I do have the core of it. I have enough to say, oh man, I really love this show, and I still have stuff to say about it. Oh man, I didn't turn notifications off. But, um, I'm definitely not the most... I'm not... I'm not an avid brand new animal fan. I don't have my entire vocabulary and, like, this entire library of knowledge going on for what I want to say about it. So I'll, I'll let you lead the pack on this one, and I'll just chime in for bits. Okay, so Brand New Animal is a really, really good show. The one thing, it's one of the few animes I've actually finished. Oh, yeah. Um, and along with, like, Duara and, like, Evangelion and maybe some mm -hmm. other ones. That's it. So that's, uh, I think that's high praise coming from me. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, I mean, um, you, were, you were also pressed for a podcast. Yeah. So I'll say there was some outside influence involved. Maybe that too, because I was like, oh, I have, because I've, I've been wanting to watch it for a while, I just never, like, sat down to actually, because for wa me watching shit, it takes forever. Oh, yeah. If I have a reason to, I'll, like, have more, I'd be more inclined to watch it, and it's like, oh, a podcast is coming up, I can, I have an excuse now to play Maho Arms and 
um, actually watch Brand New Animal, which I did this week. Uh-huh. And I really, really liked it. Um, I am surprised. I watched it in Japanese, by the way. I did not watch it in English. Oh, oh yeah. I totally forgot there was an English dub, actually. There was. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, this, there's some pretty good... They picked some pretty good voices from what I could tell. Because Michiru mm-hmm. is voiced by um, Makoto from P5. Mm-hmm. And Alan, who is probably one of my favorite characters, is voiced by Akechi. Yeah, it's surprising. On, on both fronts. Why... Why Alan specifically? Because I know you told me you like his sign. Yeah, Alan is just Garrett Bait. Really? He's ultimate Garrett Bait. Because, like, um, hmm. Shiro is... Shiro? How do you pronounce his name? Uh, Shiro. Shiro. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um... I remember the day you started watching it, you just added me in the Discord, and you're like, yo, is this, is this guy Garrett Bait? And, like, it's kind of... Yeah, because he's a detective. Well, yeah, sort of. I, I really like that part. How he's a detective boy. Um, he uh-huh. has the the leather. The he has the trench coat at first. Then he gets a leather jacket. Oh yeah. Um, I do like a lot about him. I think he is hot. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, and I think he's a cool character. I love his little thing of like his overzealousness of like. Yo, you betrayed Beastkin. You're not gonna be. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man, I love that so much about him. Especially his introduction, where like they're having like the uh, the animal festival for like the city, yeah. and he's just crying. He's, he's just like, looking. Yo, you better enjoy this idiot. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and he's being so stoic and crying at the same time. Yeah. So I think um, Shiro is is most like Gordo. Mm. Where That's... he's not necessarily Garrett Bait, but there's a lot of sections that I really like about him. Oh, that's where you're going with. Okay, I thought you meant in regards to personality, because I was going to say kind of to a certain degree. To yeah, a certain I mean, degree. But not really, because he is more like, to the point that we, we need to take this seriously while Grodo's like, yeah, whatever. Yes, so I was going to say to a certain degree, he's got some Akatsuki in him, yeah. where he's this weird, stoic weirdo sometimes, where again, he's just completely like stone-faced, trying to look confident, but like tears are rushing down his face, but then, you know, when the call to battle calls, he's a fucking badass! Yeah, it's the like weirdest just, thing. Like, beats up these two dudes, <clears throat> takes their guns, dismantles them, and it's like, Oh no. my god, in the span of a second. It's Here's your sickest. money, you dropped it. You should do something with it, because if oh, not, man. I'm going to come for you or whatever, and I... you'll <laughs> literally take parts from you if he doesn't think you're a good enough beast man. Yeah, I said he was Garrett Bait, but, you know, all in all, even as much as I love Mashiru to death, yeah, he's probably the most Blackjack Bait trigger character since Leo, to be honest. The reason why I say that Alan is super hard Garrett Bait, because one, he's wearing the suit, Mm-hmm. Suits are nice. Azama wears a suit. Adachi wears a suit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I get these characters mixed up? Hold on. Alan, brand new animal. Did I get two characters mixed up? I did. I thought you were talking about the fucking rooster. I was oh, really man. confused. No, no, no. Okay, that. That's it. That's literally it. Alright, alright, that explains everything. I'm sorry. Again, this is what happens when your face <laughs> is buried in a phone in some places. You you recognize what's happening, but you forget names. Yeah, no, Alan is the uh, <laughs> is the pharmaceutical head. I apologize. Yes, yes, Cray Foresight too. Cray Foresight. The cooler yeah. cra- the cooler and hotter Cray Foresight. Basically, yeah, and then he's just smug as fuck. My favorite interaction with him is him being like, hey, can I have that Red Bull knockoff? And they're like, no, you're not an animal. And he's like, 
oh, can, I'm just gonna have it anyway, whatever. And then he drinks <laughs> like, oh yeah, I can see why this is for animals, and he just dumps it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fucking great. Alan's great, and I like him. Yeah, no, totally. Well, and he's really fun. He's a really fun villain. And he is just Cray Forsyth too, especially with the last episode of everything happening. Like, oh, this is just this is just Promere too. Yeah, yeah. I I would call it a spoiler, but in the exact same fucking way as Cray Forsyth or even Akechi, you know this is a motherfucker. You yeah, know. Like, oh man, I wonder who it can be. And he's so much cooler and hotter. So it's like, yeah, it's an easy one. That's why oh, I've never. Oh, sorry. Waste for him. I remember it being surprising. Hmm, really? Yeah, hold on. Let me double check on that. I fought with somebody that I knew, but mm -hmm. I don't. I think it's somebody who, let's see. I, I do remember being like, oh, cool. Um, yeah, Alan Silvesta. Mm -hmm. um, Kaito Ishikawa. Who did he else do in the games? I remember being like, oh, okay. Um, oh, he voiced Louie in uh, Code Vein. Oh, oh. Sorry. Nero. I thought you were going to say Beastars for a second. He, bo he voiced Louie in Code Vein, and he also voiced Nero in the Devil May Cry games. Ah, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Um, you know, one thing I will say, in, in the topic of, you know, Premiere 2... Because let's be real, Mishiru, Mishiru is in a weird place where I would say she's closer to Akko from Madoka Magica, but if she was like a cute Tanuki girl, and also like athletic and also have this sort of stuff. Um, which I'll also say, the um, I, I want to say this is directed by the person behind um, Madoka Magica. Did I say Madoka Magica? Yeah, I'm you sorry. mean Little Witch. Ugh, Little Witch Academia. The Magica and Academia got to me. I yeah, apologize. Yeah, Academia, um, <laughs> Why have I never heard that before? There's a lot of artistic and, like, design cues that do sort of point back to that. Oh, and, yeah, totally. Yeah, where her friendo is kind of like a less... Well, not at all goth version of him. Yeah. Yeah, Susie. Well, I guess when she's in those, like robes or whatever i can kind of see it but you know same colors and it's even like cute things in the background where you can actually see um brand new animal versions of the uh, little witch cast i don't know if you caught any of those uh, i don't think i did i think i think pizza posted it in the discord like forever ago but uh -huh. i don't remember what they were exactly yeah they're super cute they're super cute i'll just say that much um but it's definitely like design cues in that um they did a lovely job with the care design stuff, but it's so odd that it's so much like Premiere that it's like, were you guys in cahoots? Were you, like, sharing? Because it's the only thing I could think of is, like, what if the director, like, Hiroyuki Amaishi and, like, the, uh, director over, like, here, were they just, like, sharing ideas and then they just happened to, like, not realize the other side was doing it? wait for the Cyberpunk 2077 anime to just be Promare 3. Oh, man, I'm excited for that series as well. <laughs> Because that's the thing about it. It's like Shiro... Like, Mishiro is just like Akko, but like more athletic and like a Tanuki. However, Shiro is like... Shiro is like if Leo got like Gallo's sort of like upper body strength and all that sort of stuff going on. But also, crazy fucking badass. Yeah, but he kept, he kept the moodiness of Leo that I really like. And he's got, he's got kind of similar hair to a certain capacity. 
Um, they really capitalized on that by giving him a fucking collar. I'm like, that is the hottest detail you can give that guy. <laughs> Even then, like, all of his clothes and stuff. God, it's just... All... <sighs> Good designs. I... Your Honor, I... I'm gonna... What's... <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to break up a joke, but I'm fucking it up. I have the right to remain silent. I I don't have to go on a big gush fest over Shiro. Though I do love him, and I would say he's definitely one of the better um premiere slash Gunx boys I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, he is BNA is a very, very good anime. It's also really cute that the ending song is an actual song in the series. Oh yeah, totally. I thought that was a really charming and interesting detail I haven't seen yeah, anywhere else to say. Whenever they started singing it, I'm like, oh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the the Crave Foresight is just a better Crave Foresight real fucking easy. That, one, that one's pretty neat. Yeah, there, there's even equivalent to, um... This is, uh, this is Kill a Kill, rather than, uh, Premiere. <sighs> Shit, I'm forgetting your name. Was it Mako? The, uh... The, was it the, was it Ryoko's, uh, person that hangs out with her? Yeah, there, there's yeah. an equivalent to her, and it, it's Jackie. And Jackie is, like, another one of my favorite characters, and her performance in Japanese is so fucking charming. Oh, <laughs> is, is it the, uh... The little bear girl yeah oh man she's one of the best characters she made that baseball episode for me especially she was really good um i love the design for the bear of the glasses the swirly glasses oh she was adorable oh i fucking loved her what are you making fun of me your gaze coming out yeah i know my gaze coming out you can't stop me it's because i'm thinking about shiro anyway <laughs> look look Jackie's a good character. Would you say the baseball episode is your favorite episode? Oh, that's one I remember the most, so probably? Yeah, where, where they have the entire fucking arc of <laughs> the, the biggest league of them just fucking murders me. Even the little league! Yeah, even the early thing. Yeah, like, I remember being like, what the fuck? Like, five, like, this isn't even a spoiler because it happens five minutes within the episode. It's like, yeah, with the flamingos. Baseball, and then the flamingos just pull out knives and throw it on a bear. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a charming like, thing. You, really? Already? It's like, even beyond, like, building up the slums or anything like that, and, like, the entire thing with them, it's just the most charming and, like, outlandish episode that it, like, it it appeals to me the most, it stands out the most. Yeah, because the other episodes are very, like, you'd see in, like, a city drama of, like, people want to escape the city and go do things and not be chained down. Or, oh, like, totally. we got to stop terrorism. But this one's like, yo, let's do death baseball. Yeah, and the only other one that comes to mind is, like, the, um... There's the one with that sort of fish girl? The was she, like, a seal? Girl, yeah. Dolphin. Dolphin, yeah. She she looks like that Pokemon <laughs> from yeah, Sun and Moon. Yeah, the from, from whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, the entire introduction to the, uh, the... What the was the name? The White Wolf? Oh, yeah, Silver Wolf. Silver Wolf, Yeah. And, and, of course, the finale. But, like, the Silver Wolf thing especially pills me because that's when, like, Jackie comes back. And she has her fucking, like, water purifier that yeah. she, like, has for the rest of the thing. She's like, oh, I'm gonna be a billionaire with this thing. And then the mob comes after her. <laughs> and the fucking mob comes after her. It's, it's really like Mako from Calakil. But they, like, fucking go to, like, crucifier, like, burn her at the stake. And she's like, oh, no, I smell tasty. <laughs> like, all this sort of stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> she, she's such an outlandish goofball. I fucking love her. You know, pizza, since you brought up the gay coming out of me, because I usually... I, I repress that voice. I think it's because of the heat death. I think the heat is making that side of me come out atop <laughs> thinking about Shiro. I think you're just gay. I'm bi, thank you very much. I may have Not a boyfriend. Today. I... <sighs> it's tonight. Again, John's Gammon gets the fucking gay. But yeah, no baseball episodes, my big favorite. Overall, I I, I really did enjoy Brand New Animal. I, I should rewatch it now that we have a proper 4K TV and everything. <laughs> but um overall, yeah, I, I definitely say it's one of the I don't want to say better gun action shots, but it's probably one of my favorites. There's not too many I finished. Er sorry. Ah, trigger, trigger. Trigger ones, considering I've only finished roughly season one of Little Witch, and then um, Space Patrol, Lulico, Kill a Kill, and I think that's about it. Oh shit! This <laughs> is actually technically my own the first Trigger series that I finished. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Ah shit! Damn it! I did actually have a tangent I want to say about like what this actually did better than Premiere. I guess the seriousness of it all in certain cases, because yeah, it can I think get... can handle the, the topics so like discrimination and all this stuff a lot better. Promare, also, I think it's also because Promare only had two hours. Yeah. So everything's super condensed and like, also doesn't help that the main idea of discrimination, the main top, the main like thing they used to start it with it is like, oh man, this branch just wanted to make pizzas. Yeah, yeah you know what? You know, and now he can't make pizzas because he's out. Well, he's called a terrorist for being himself. Yeah, you you know that like shit post that people usually post. It's usually in the context of Gundam, where oh, yeah, wow, cool shit. Yeah, yeah, like it's literally the same case it's here. Yeah, it's like wow, cool firefighters and hot rebel boy, and then it's just going over the head of like, hey, this entire message of discrimination and brutality and all this shit that's still yeah, relevant. Brutality, global warming. Yeah, fucking Brain of Animal. I I wouldn't say it handled it better, but it handled it in a more let's say it had more time with it, well, like like you yeah. said, and also gore, which I wasn't expecting. It's TVMA, and there's just scenes where like actually there's people just bursting in certain scenes, which is fucking wild. Um, it definitely handles like the entire element of the slums, because with um with the Mad Burnish thing, it's a whole thing of like ah you know. They're, they're getting fucked up, a lot of them are innocent, and, you know, it plays on that thing. It plays on your expectations of, like, what the Burnish are actually doing, and they're good people. However, with Brain Animal, it's like, no, these are people put into poverty, and they're still fucking assholes, and will rob you, and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, at the same time, the, the real evil of it is, like, the people who are in poverty, and getting paid to be a mercenary, and all that sort of stuff, and I thought that was neat. That was neat. And again, the, the Crave Foresight is a lot better. I, I definitely appreciated that. And I think the biggest thing, too, is... Which, you know, I don't know if you necessarily agree with me on this. I think the crew in Brand New Animal was a bit more fleshed out than, like, uh... What is it? Uh, Burning Rescue in Premiere? I felt like yeah, we had more time. Well, Burning Rescue literally showed up in, like, three scenes. And I do like him. It's just we didn't have enough time. The only one that really comes I to mind... No more ready, but no... Yeah, the, the ones that come to mind most are him and then, like, Lucia. Because Lucia is just non-non, like, all over again. Uh, even that guy. This, ah, man. They're very much just, like, parallels to Kill a Kill characters. Whereas the ones here, I feel like they're a bit more interesting. 
and you know they had a bit more I don't like using the term but you know diversity to them and all that like they, they kind of stood on their own I guess I'd say there was less room for comparison overall and I, I like um I think one of the biggest ones that I liked was uh the mink I can't quite yeah, remember. I love her, Marie the Mink. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow, you're a mongoose. She's like, no, I'm a mink. Yeah, mink go die. <laughs> she get like really heated in the Japanese version. Really fucking cute. <sighs> yeah, no, I, I definitely say I had a lot more time going for it, and I think it has that advantage. I want to say overall, I still enjoy Premiere more, but you know, it's, it's just bias talking. But I really do. I really do like both. They both have their own strengths and. I think you can enjoy both isolated at the end of the day. And Mitsuru is very, very cute. I have the big, big talks for uh, Shiro now. <laughs> it's literally the equivalent of, like, friendship ended with Mitsuru. Now Shiro is my boyfriend. <laughs> but um, I, I love them both. I, I love them both a fucking a ton. Um, but beyond that, do, do you actually have anything more you wanted to say about it? Uh, no, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, beyond that, there, there was me getting on my big fallout high, but I think that's a big tangent that I already went on in previous calls, so I'll, I'll probably save it for when I stream some of those games, because I'm actually planning to do that soon. Oh yeah. But um, it's been really interesting taking a deep dive into the difference between Bethesda and Obsidian writing. Seeing the type of people who defend Fallout 3 and even say it's better than, you know, Fallout New Vegas and all that, which is, I'll definitely say when it comes to Bethesda, I, I think the strength comes with a bit more of the dungeon elements and exploration, whereas Obsidian really prioritized the writing qualities and such. But, you know, there's, there's a lot more to it. I don't think I have time for it, but given it's a series where I started with Fallout 3, and I played those games quite a bit as a kid. I haven't had time to get to 1 and 2, although I'm definitely curious now. It'll it'll be definitely be neat revisiting those, especially in the context of streaming them, so uh, look forward to that uh, one again. You said that you guys have it on GOG, right? GOG? Yeah. Pizza said that, but I believe he only has Fallout 1. Not 2, and 2 is um, the main one I'm curious about. So, I have both, and I believe it's DRM3. Mm -hmm. So, if I can, I can probably just, like, email it to you or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I... think they're DRM3, so if they are, I'll go ahead and send them your way. Okay, okay. Um, I'll definitely keep that in mind. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they are ancient, though, and I will now just go in knowing that, like, they're going to not feel amazing. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm going it for the writing, to be honest. Yeah. Which I've seen is, uh, fucking astounding in places. I really like the stuff with, I think it, I think his name's The Master, the guy in the, yeah, uh, the first uh, game. the big dude, big super mutant guy, yeah. Yeah, 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 that dude's fucked. Um, and, and a lot of the fun stuff with, like, playing low-intelligence builds and all that. Um, a lot of really fucked stuff. C coming back to New Vegas, that game especially is way darker than I remembered. Um, but Fallout 1 and 2 also tackle really fucking serious subject matter, to yeah, an interesting like, degree. It's weird, because, like, 1 and 2 are very much still, like, going in the thing of, like, this is a capitalist nightmare or whatever. That's, like, one of the big things of the Fallout series, and 3 just kind of, like, sweeps that under the rug. Oh, yeah, no. It sweeps up all the other themes and tones of a post-apocalyptic wasteland. It's like, ah, now you're close to Frank Sinatra. Yeah. If there's something I could definitely say about the Bethesda Fallouts is it's too clean. 
they, they don't give it quite the gravitas it deserves for like a nuclear wasteland well post nuclear but you know yeah. cities rebuilding and all that it, it looks weird I, I especially appreciate the comparison that someone made where it says Detroit and Fallout 4 looks more pristine than real life Detroit in certain places <laughs> and that says a lot about the fucking games but uh you know it'll be neat gonna go in a weird order where i want to revisit fallout 3 first then new vegas and then maybe four or then one and two it's it's a whole process um but you know also mess with mods to get shoujo stuff and all that i don't know if i'll necessarily be beating these games on stream as a thing i mean i will inevitably but i want to tap in Due to switching PCs and having all these mods, I have lost my New Vegas files, so I'm gonna have to start that from scratch anyway. But that's fine. It's, it's no big deal. It's it's New Vegas. I, I can play the game to death. I I, I adore New Vegas. <laughs> It'll be fun, you know, playing it online and all that sort of stuff. Um. But uh, yeah, no. Especially the thing that convinced me actually to look into like Fallout One and Two is just that bit where you're talking to um the Brotherhood of Steel soldiers like what who the fuck who is this what the fuck <laughs> just having that big thing I used to quote it verbatim but I've completely lost it because I am sweaty and hungry <laughs> I'm doing a bit better now that the fan is on but you know uh, that's quick, can, I don't think I can hear the fan so you're also good on that end hopefully hopefully if true um on my end at least I, I should probably invest in Blue Yeti just to like get the cardioid audio and just have the fan over the side. That, that oh, would yeah, be a big help. Do I have that, that setting on? I do. Okay. I have to check. Yeah, it's, that would be a big help for me. Especially in regards to streaming. Yeah, and then put a pot filter on that too. Boom. Yeah, I I was looking into like... um uh, I can't quite remember the name. I think it was an AT2020. But I would need, like, an XLR and, like, all this conversion stuff, so a mic that would be about the same price as a Blue Yeti would need all this other stuff that make it, like, $200, and it's about the same quality, so I'm like, ah, save for a yeah, different time. Yeah, Blue Yeti. It's, it's the, the one that everyone goes for because, like, it's consistent. Yeah. And it's, like, the most bang for your buck, I guess. Yeah. So the Bethesda Fallouts are still going to be neat to go into... Um, because Fall 3 was my, my first. Writing's not quite the same, but exploration seems to be a big thing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. M more on that when it comes. Um, ooh, hold on. Closed notepad. Uh, hmm. I'll, um, I'll, I'll cut down on some of these and just kind of, like, breeze through them for a second. Just light mentions. Um, there's been Dead by Daylight. That's been a whole process. Um, I'll talk about this one, just for the sake of, like, since Juan has also been playing that, and you haven't been playing it, Garrett. Y yeah, you have I don't not. Wanna. It just does not interest me in the slightest of its gameplay loop. Yeah. So, I wanted to get into it, because Pat recommended it. Um, Angriest Pat from Castle Super Beast. And I figured, I'm a big horror fan, and this game plays on a very particular fear of mine. I have reoccurring nightmares where I'm being chased down, and that's been a big thing for me. So it's like, you know what, if I play this from both the survivor and the killer's perspective, maybe that'll help me, you know, maybe that'll help me right my wrongs and get through that. Early on, a lot of connection issues trying to play with friends, that's a big thing. Um, I can't even say early on, because that's a consistent problem I can't really work through. Very hard to connect with your friends. 
And you can only play with friends as Survivor unless you're going to custom games. And I will say the biggest thing is coming to Dead by Daylight as a killer, um, everyone's going to genrush you. Everyone will be on voice chat, everyone will know exactly what to do, and you are fucked. And I'm going to say off the bat, do not start with killer. That is a fucking nightmare, and that will sour your experience on the game 100%. I was absolutely soured on it. I was having fun doing custom games, and the instant I went online, I'm like, man, what a waste of money. I feel bad. And Juan, I believe you had a somewhat similar experience of just feeling like absolutely fucking like tarnished when it comes to like doing online. Yep. It's not good. And you had Pyramid Head too, has all that like sick drive shit going on. Yeah. I well, was. There was the the one day that I got to play Pyramid. It was the one day. So every other subsequent like, what, five six hours of Dead by Daylight was actually just pure Survivor because it's the only way you can queue with multiple friends. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, no, I played I played Nurse and Wraith, I think, for the most part, and every game was going wrong with that. I've I don't think I've gotten a single kill even when playing with you and Nishi. I I am absolutely fucking terrible. And I recognize now the main reason is I'm not I'm not gunning it for one survivor. I'm going like I'm trying to tire out each and every survivor, which is stupid, especially when like health kits exist and all that. But, um, I'm definitely a much better survivor when it comes to that. I don't think I've actually... I don't think I've actually gotten got once a survivor, and I think that's mostly because I'm a pussy when it comes to online with people. In custom games with you and Nishi, I got fucked up. I, I don't... I think I maybe survived, like, one game against Nishi, but that's about it. Um, but, yeah, no. For anyone getting Dead by Daylight, I recommend Survivor, and... My first match was absolutely fucking terrifying, because Michael Myers especially is like something that can like really creep me out sometimes. And uh, yeah, doing that first match in the swamps with Michael Myers and like hearing like the little sound cues like do 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 and all that shit. <laughs> it's, um, it played on a lot of fears and instilled a fight or flight reaction to me playing that game. So uh, that was a whole process, but you know. I, I've gotten kind of used to it, and I can have some fun with the game. However, I don't know if it's going to be in frequent rotation, unlike some other games. But, um, you know, I'll say I had some fun with it, but I don't know if it's necessarily my thing, like um, I was hoping it would be, overall. A lot of cool elements to it, too. And I'm, I'm interested in Legion. I think Legion would be a really cool um, killer class to play, but uh, only time will tell. Going forward, there is Risk of Rain 2, which I don't want to talk too much on because Nishi is out at the moment. I fucking saw that your mic was off. I baited you. I fucking uh. baited you. <laughs> <laughs> I was only pretending to be stupid. <laughs> but anyway, um... I won't. I also won't talk about it too much because we're we're running long on the tooth, and it's quite late, and I'm quite hungry. Um, yeah, it's a shower. <laughs> yeah. 
But I will say this is the second longest thing that I would probably go on a tangent on. So I'm not going to cut it too short, but you know, it, it does deserve mention because um, you are the person that bought it for me. Because Risk of Rain 1, I bought that for myself, and it uh, wasn't really working with connection things, so I was having kind of a bad night, because I went from Dead by Daylight feeling real bad to that, and then I got Risk of Rain 2. And I will say, even though we haven't played it for maybe four to five days, something like that, I, I yeah. will say... Um, amongst another game, and then of course Final Fantasy XIV, I will say it's actually been one of my favorite multiplayer experiences I've had for a while. Um, yet again, I'm doing the fucking thing of not explaining the plots of things. Ugh. Next podcast, next podcast, I'll have that on lockdown. <laughs> Risk of Rain 2 is yet another roguelike, and I love it quite a bit. It's, it's got a lot of elements from, like, Kirby Air Ride City Trial that I really love, where you're going around, you're saving up money, and then you're, like, spending that money to get items and stuff like that, and you're playing these select classes. It's really great. It's really fucking great. And I can definitely see why Initius sunk, like, what was it, 300-plus hours into that game? Something like that. Let me check. 349. <laughs> yeah. It's a Holy big... Shit. It's a big, it's fun shot game. It's not even done yet. It's oh, not even yeah. totally out yet. Yeah, early access. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it, it gives me that sort of kick that I love from uh, City Trial, as well as, like, Borderlands 2, in a certain sense, while still re- holding its own ground and being, like, really fucking cool and, like, really just nice to play and just kind of, like, zone out to for the most part. And, um, I played quite well uh, most of my time is with you and then a little bit with Garrett just for like one yeah. match a little, little bit one night I think yeah I, I played enough to unlike unlock mercenary but most of my time was with Huntress and I'd say that's my favorite class so far that's yeah 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 um, I'm really happy you're enjoying it because I, I don't think I like there are times when I can get tired of that game I guess but it's like I can always come back to it like i don't think i'll ever be done with it you know yeah yeah feel, feel free to invite me whenever yeah, um yeah. The, the only reason i haven't been playing is just because tf2 is really fun <laughs> yeah that's understandable yeah yeah yeah. um but i really love that game and i, I would highly recommend risk of rain too because even though it's early access excuse me the the gameplay loop of it and just the fun you could have with friends even solo i think you could have like a lot of nice time zoning out to it I don't think you'll have as much fun as you would, you know, teaming up with friends and stuff, but it's still there. It's still fun. Yeah, I feel like it's a game that you could put a podcast on and just, like, listen to the podcast while playing it, you know? Just add something. Yeah. I feel like uh, Risk of Rain 1 is a little bit, like, no, nah, I think the, the single-player experience is much nicer in Risk of Rain 1 since the atmosphere is more kind of, like, spooky and you can have your own little, like, narrative there, I feel. Uh-huh. But... Risk of Rain 2 has more, much more fun, like, multiplayer than the first game, I would say. Totally. Also, the connectivity isn't uh, an issue. <laughs> yeah. Super nice visual aesthetic and design, too, which, you know, I wouldn't really expect it given how, like, Risk of Rain 1 looked. In terms of, like, not, like, I'm not saying, like, the staff couldn't do this, but it's really interesting, like, how far they've come and, like, how they could, like, transition a lot of those designs into 3D. Yeah, especially, like, when you look at the first game, when 
the the only character that had like a full sort of look was the commando since he was on the the cover when you look at the other characters they're about like four pixels tall literally oh yeah something that that really stuck to me with that game was like eventually like fifth play through the game i was like huh realized how fucking tiny everyone is and like how big the monsters are in the game I'm like <laughs> dang it, it was it, it's definitely because the the little lizard dudes right uh-huh. makes you realize that they are like they're about eight feet tall or something i think mm-hmm. but you don't really notice that because your dude you're not really looking at them half the time you just see a dot and then like a big dude and it's like oh that's a thing you don't realize like that is twice your height <laughs> mm-hmm and yeah uh, i forgot where i like how i got here but anyway uh, don't worry about uh, it. art the the art direction in the first game was really I, I think they did really well with it especially with like the monsters and stuff especially the, the monster logs the uh most of the good art stuff comes from the environment of course since it's the most notable like big thing and i was kind of sk- like i was kind of iffy whenever it was like Oh, Risk of Rain 2, and then it's like a whole 3D thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't know about this, but I was excited, and it's definitely worked out like great. I, uh-huh. I really love two. I rarely go back to one, even though one is a great game that I enjoy. But two is just like it. It is, I feel like, a perfect sequel to, to the first game. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, and I'm completely new to it, mm-hmm. and um, I'm really thankful for not only you sending it to me, but also just like. I guess just recommending it in general. Mm. It's, um, in seeing it as Dark as Dungeon, I didn't think I'd be into it, but I'm like, yeah, no, I've I've loved every second I've put into it. And it's got a really great sense of challenge, too, which I, I really didn't anticipate with that, like, difficulty factor, where the more you play, like, literally, no matter what, the game is, like, increasing the difficulty as you're playing. Yeah, so the more time you waste, the harder it gets, so it's like, you can just, if you want to beeline through everything you technically good and it'll be easier in the long run but then you won't have as much loot but if you stop like high stuff then it's yeah. gonna be harder there's an achievement for uh or like a i forgot what it gives you but it's like for i think it's a loader where you have to yeah. obliterate yourself in like 20 minutes <laughs> or something like that yeah. and it's like because that character you kind of can do that i think it's the easiest one to do it with because it's got that thing where you get armor whenever you punch things so if you just keep punching shit and go like full ungabunga mode and <laughs> speed through it all also the mobility is crazy with that character you yeah. can't do it it's still difficult it's hard as fuck but you know you could do it yeah 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 and um for clarity uh since juan i don't believe you're in the note too much not really no to um to best explain this imagine you're playing any devil may cry game imagine you started off at human and then as you're progressing along like the more you're going through the stage it'll progress from human to devil hunter to son of sparta to uh to dante must die and then it goes to at some point because it never goes to um, heaven or hell or anything like that. It would go to legendary Dark Knight in terms of like enemy count and like how much they're like swarming you and everything. Oh, there's a there's a modifier that I yes. like using where it um 
it makes it so that the spawn rates are doubled, but the health uh, for the enemies are halved. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say the one where it literally changes it to say, like, Devil May Cry difficulties like you have. Oh, no. That's uh, that's just a simple text file change that I did. Like, you oh. just go in the files and then just change the text for it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, there's elemental enemies, the elites, and uh, you could change their names too. And there's the Malachite <laughs> ones that we had a bad time with, and Brandon just changed it to, like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime, and whenever you get, like, this item, there's this item that you can get where whenever you kill things, you become, like, the elite enemies, you would steal their elemental thing for a little bit. Uh-huh. And it adds it to your name, so it's like, hey, Vincent, you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, no. Because we have simple humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the game's currently in early access, so it's like, I can't... I can't really recommend it to Juan, like, if it ever goes on sale, but it's like, if you ever got $20 and a need to play it, I, I definitely recommend it. Because mm-hmm. that is... Because that is a good ass game, but for now we have we have TF2, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But overall, yeah, um, Risk of Rain 2 fills the void that Borderlands left, as well as like Kirby Air Ride to a certain capacity, <laughs> and it's really cool. And I love all the sick classes. Here's how here's how I recommend it to you, Juan. You have Commando, who is essentially doing like gunslinger shit, like proper Devil May Cry stuff. You have like a roll, and then you do like some. Uh, you do two some time and all that. If Huntress, Huntress is really fucking sick, and I think it's still my favorite so far, despite unlocking Mercenary. Huntress, you have your bow and arrow, and it's essentially your um your hit scanning enemies. So you're within range; it's guaranteed to like hit them. It's not necessarily one shot, depending on the enemy, of course. But um, you essentially have a relatively good firing rate, decent damage, but of course you know you have to like pull the bow. Um, her skill, however. She, the main thing that she has going on, she'll leap into the air, and then she's able to, um, she's able to, like, shoot down on a spot, and she'll rain down, like, fucking thousands of arrows for a set amount of time. And it's just, and it's just really good DPS against bosses. Um, she also has, like, a really slick teleport that she can do, and of course all this is on, like, cooldown timers and whatnot. Um... But there are there are unlockable variants that you can get for your moves that Nishi was showing me, where instead of like doing one big teleport, you could have one where you do like three quick ones in a, a set amount of time. Um, and additionally, you'd have the version where when you jump in the air, instead of just firing and then you just have one spot that's like getting rained down with arrows, for the set amount of time that you're in the air, you could just do like a bunch of like rapid shots like dedicated to like certain enemies or whatever it seems. I don't know how many you can shoot, but look real neat. <laughs> you can shoot three, and they do, like, big damage. Ooh. I think they pierce? I'm not sure. Yeah, you, you can also use that jump in tandem with the teleport, which is really good for uh, progressing through the environments. Yeah. Um, Mercenary, however, that's a melee class, and Nishi can probably explain it better than me, I would imagine. So... Uh, you have like you have your basic attack, which is just like slashes and stuff. Then you have a secondary, which um, all right. So the default secondary uh, does a little spin when you're on the ground. It does a horizontal spin slash. In the air, it does a vertical like slash. Uh, that's also a spin. It spins yeah. twice, and yeah. it's that acts of like a mini jump. It's like you're doing a front flip. Yeah, and uh, fun fun thing with the second uh, with the 
like using it on the ground. If you find a perfect like slope and you uh, use it against the slope, you will go like flying into the air. I use that to get out of like sketchy stuff sometimes. You kind of have to get a feel for the exact geometry there, but it, it's nice. And then the shift is the fun one because it's like you you basically do a dash, and if you hit the dash up to three times, you can um, like repeat it like with no cooldown. So you could like dash, and then you'll have like a second or two to do another one because it resets the cooldown. You do that like three times. Well, and then, sorry, sorry to sorry to inject, but like, isn't it based on like you dash, you get a hit, you dash, you get a hit? Yeah. Like you refill the dash by like hitting. Yeah, and you get that three times. And right. the thing that Nishi was teaching me was that you don't have to do just one hit. You can get like a couple in, and then you can dash. So right. you can do some like cool ass combo shit, and then just warp into the air. Like you're basically doing like some trickster esque stuff. Yeah, because there's a second between when you have to dash, like you, you uh, to like you know get the reset. So you could like dash and then just do a few like slashes here and there, do some cool stuff, and then do your other one and then do the other. So yeah, um, and then there's the the ultimate move, the the R thingy, and the uh, basically you become invincible for a few seconds and your character just auto like goes invisible and slashes a bunch it's like a fucking judgment cut but it's like a a mini judgment cut end yep yep and, and it's yeah. midair and it's the fucking sickest thing about that class yeah there's a the self-destructing boss and you could hide behind cover or like get far enough what i always do with the mercenary is i time it perfectly so whenever it's like he's about to explode as the explosion happens i use the the judgment cut end and it just i'm out sorry i'm perfectly fine (laughs) yeah it's it's fucking sick and i I can't wait to like mess that character more I think for now, I'm still going to default to Huntress, because I really like the playstyle on that butt, but <laughs> it's, it's also got a cool design. I like the scarf. I like every the big character, scarf thing. Every character has really good, um, unique traits to them that I, I really appreciate. Even the engineer, who I was like, die, it's fucking engineer, I don't want to sit around doing nothing all the time. Like, you can do some really fun, like, dumb stuff with them. It's like playing a different game, almost, where it's just like positioning your stuff and going for you know getting the mushrooms and all that because you yeah. know they share your items uh, yeah and yeah. i and i'd say every single design that i've seen so far is like really memorable and great besides commando yeah commando's just astronaut man <laughs> it's yeah. whatever but you know I, I i definitely highly recommend that game again oh, yeah there, there's an otter inside of the outfit that's the other thing i i see <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Risk Rain Two. I highly recommend it. Early access, despite that fucking fucking great game. It's better than a lot of games that are released. <laughs> it's fucking big, big recommend. But the it's um, supposed to full release like next month. So. Oh damn! Wait, really? I believe so. It's been out for like over a year. Despite like all those empty characters. Uh they they said that um after like they finished the game, they're like we can still add characters. Like it's mm. they're not just going to like let it go. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so the second yeah, I'd say this is like the second to last 
biggest topic maybe and then there's like maybe one last big thing after these couple short things um team fortress 2 yeah uh getting to that real fucking late especially after like Garrett retweeted this thing where it's like the last TF2 update has been 1,000 okay. days yeah. ago. Oh god, getting in so late, but hey, I can run the game now, so fuck me, I guess. I'm having fun, so it's fine. Besides the botting problem, y you know, there's a whole thing community service, so you're like fine on that front. Man, I've been missing out on multiplayer games my entire life, but that's a good one. And I'm glad I've been going through it. Yeah, it's pretty fun, especially if you get to be honor-bound. I don't, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't um, play like many first-person shooters. I kind of do, but I, you know, I don't enjoy them usually. But um, Team Fortress 2 has a certain feel to it that I, that's just really good. It's the, like, I, I think, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Lazy Purple that, like, did a video on exactly, yeah, it was, like, why Team Fortress 2 is, like, a timeless classic or something. And explains mm -hmm. like what exactly makes it feel good. The the sound design, the characters are iconic. The yeah, like the weapons themselves are mostly single shot, and it feels good whenever you do land everything. And it's just yeah. the satisfaction of playing the game is is just great. So why the guy made an entire series based around how it feels to play each individual class. Oh, oh, am I cutting out? Yeah. Ah, it's Hello, fine. Nah, it's fine. It's but you're fine. It's it's in the podcast anyway on my end. Yeah. Um, piano. Every single class feels great. I mean, I of course have like my preferences, and there's like a couple that I kind of stray away from. But you know, um, even in 2020, fucking game still feels fantastic. And um, you know, let, let's just fucking out ourselves. Which which class do you guys typically cycle around? Scout um, Demo Knight. <laughs> Dude, Dem Demo Knight's fun even though I'm awful with it, but... Yeah. Um, I guess for Demo, I do Hybrid Demo, which is like using Grenade Launcher plus Charge and Targe and um, a we melee weapon. Mm -hmm. Which is usually the... the fucking... the Katana, because I just yeah. like saying Otterbound. Yeah, I I've noticed. I like, um, I mean, I also do, like, pyro, just because I can turn my brain off in WM1, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, that, and then heavy every once in a while. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, the scout voice actor is a heavy main. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Juan, who do you, who do you play most? Juan? Huh? Who, who do you play most in TF2? <laughs> Um, uh, it's between Soldier and Demo, but score-wise, it's always been Soldier. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Any, any particular reason? Mm, the simplicity, I guess. I'm no good with stealthing around with Spy, and I've always been terrible with a sniper rifle. Huh. You know, ironically, the three classes, which are, like, the only classes that haven't clicked with me, are Scout, which Scout was my favorite as a kid when I would, like, watch Gmod videos and all that. Um, and then Demoman and Soldier, they're just, they just don't click with me, I guess. Soldier, it's likely because, like, the low fire rate, and I'm not really good with rocket jumping. And Demo, yeah, I guess it's also low fire rate, and I'm just not good with, like, planning ahead with them. 
Everyone else I have like pretty good ground on, but I would say my main three, and it's been cycling, but I think in this moment, my main three are, uh, let's say Pyro? Pyro's my favorite. I, I know it's like a big turn your brain off class or whatever, but it's really fucking fun and I find the character adorable. Yeah, there's definitely, <laughs> sorry, there's definitely more you can do than just go brain dead with Pyro. There are good, like, Pyro things and, you know, yeah, you can big do, brain uh, stuff. But, stuff. But it is definitely the, the class where you can, like, it, it has a lot where there's a lot of people that just kind of do WM1 whatever. Uh -huh. I, I don't know. I think it has the most uh, diversity, I would say, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, because it's like, you can, you can do that. You like, you can just run at people yeah. and get away with it. Or you can be cool and plan around stuff and use like detonator jumps and all this weird crap. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah, but it does give me like the raw aggression that I like. And additionally... Um, it gives me the whole element of um, being able to like easily burn sentries and all that sort of stuff. And the pushback is something really satisfying. Because like, hey man, I can't play demo or soldier, but I can use it against them really well, and that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, your blast is pretty neat, yeah. Yeah, which, which is something Garrett taught me, and I'm like, that's really fucking neat. And I didn't know about that when I used to like see the game as a kid. Um... Beyond that, Spy was like another one that I really wanted to play as a kid, but that yeah. class doesn't click with me. Fun when you can like get it going, but you know, yeah. I, I'm not quite good with it yet. Um, can I mention something real quick? Huh? You know how the the uh, what, the sniper has like the huntsman, the bow and arrow? Um, yeah. I believe you can air blast the arrows back at him. Great. If you're, if you're really good. Yeah. You could also set those arrows on fire. So uh, yeah, you'll be flaming arrows. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, James did that with me. He was like, "Here we go. Here's flaming arrow." I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, sniper. Sniper is another class I'd like to play. And when I get a critical hit, it's like the most satisfying fucking thing. Cause it's always like me bullshitting my way to victory. Cause it feels nice, like just having some jumping asshole and I just get them. Although I definitely feel bad for um people playing sniper at a professional level because you are constantly getting flagged that's why i love this video that i watched where he was like playing like sad acoustic guitar music and like actually getting flagged as he was playing it's like i have to intentionally miss otherwise people will just think i'm a bot <laughs> he plays that good that he has to miss it's fucking it's interesting and sad at the same time but, um, yeah, no, the, the best I've played, literally the best I've played as a sniper is by macheteing people, and that says a lot about my sniper play, is <laughs> just You're running like, up um, Intentionally missing reminds me of the, uh, the villain in, uh, Jigen's Gravestone that rolls the die. Oh, yeah. And that's oh, like how many shots he, he takes to kill you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was a really cool fucking idea, though. Mm-hmm. Um... Heavy was also another turn your brain off one, but I've kind of strayed away with that and just switched in Pyro because Pyro's cute. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really like him. I'm honestly considering. I'm not, I'm not sure entirely what I want to get from uh, our good buddy Grim as far as commissioning him, but I'm kind of tempted to get myself dressed as Pyro. But uh, we'll we'll see how that pans out. Um. Uh, so instead of doing sniper, medic is one that I do quite a bit. 
Um, because it's turning your brain off in a different way, where it's like, I'm turning my brain off, but I'm, I'm helping people as I do it. And I'm being real attentive. The, the people I'm helping aren't, because I'm constantly fucking dying. But, you know, it's fun to charge up and do the uber charge and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's nice. It, it helps me feel like I'm really helping my team, especially when I'm dying quite a bit. Oh, excuse me. But the third class, which I didn't think I would get used to or even like, which is slowly becoming one of my favorites, is I'm actually really loving playing Engineer, to be honest. And um, it, it really shows when, like, our last match that we all did together was fucking Garrett telling me, oh, I didn't know you were a secret Engineer main. We're just wiping out, like, four to five people just running up to it. It's like, it's great, you know? I'm playing a whole other game within this game. And it's just nice building up the sentry and, you know, having the dispenser to, like, constantly, like, refuel. Um, whenever we're doing control points, just grabbing it and, like, lugging it with me to, like, you know, change my defenses. Having the, um... I can't quite remember what it's called, but it's the something ranger where you, like, you... The ranger. Yeah, the rescue <clears throat> ranger. Yeah, yeah. Where you, you shoot at your stuff to, like, heal it. Um, you could even, like, warp it or whatever for, like, 200. Uh, I didn't even know you could still shoot at people and do damage. I, I wish I knew that detail, because that would have been really helpful. Yeah, it doesn't do a lot of damage, so I usually wrench him. So. Yeah, yeah. Or pistol. I, I like rapid-firing that. Yeah. Um, by the way, I haven't gotten a clear answer on it. What's what's the incentive for making mini-sentries? Um, so basically, they're, they're cheaper. They're, yeah, they're expendable. Like, um, yeah. so so here's the, here's the thing. It's... A lot of people use it with the um, the Frontier Justice, I believe. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that weapon, whenever your building like gets destroyed, you'll get like crits for it, and they will like build up. So people will just throw those out and like just shoot at like battle engineer, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that they'll get the crits whenever their mini sentry goes down. Also, they don't have to worry so much about the the mini sentry going down since they're little shits, mm -hmm. and they will destroy things. And when they get destroyed, it's like I'll just put up another one. And then you get crits for it. It's fucking... Yeah. It's broken. Gotcha. <laughs> it's cool, like, though. It changes Engineer completely from being, like, a super defensive thing to being hyper-offensive. So that's the trade-off. That's the incentive. Is like, do you just want to go ape shit and yeah. shoot people? <laughs> the or something? <laughs> sure. Just toss oh, down a sentry. Boom. Uh, what, what was that quote? It's like, aren't you tired of being normal? Don't you just want to go ape shit? You're it's like nice, the Naruto. Yeah. You're nice, you just want to go ape shit. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Naruto dancing and chie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you tired of upgrading a sentry? Don't you just want to go ape shit? Place down a mini sentry. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, regardless of which class you play, fucking great. Really, really great. Um, community can be kind of a mixed bag. Mo mostly when you're doing like casual play i got so many squeakers and like weird fucking stoners online for whatever reason so um i, I just completely disabled text and voice chat i had one moment though that i still feel bad about where i actually didn't know how to like taunt and stuff and i think i was playing what was i playing i can't remember specifics as to what class i was playing but i had a moment where i was like trying to chase down a sniper and i was getting him and he was trying to like do a little taunt animation with me he's trying to like play patty cake or something but i was too busy murdering to understand what was going on i'm like oh i'm an asshole <laughs> but besides tf2 funsies even in 2020 um i read all tf2 comics and i can say that is 
real good. That is a lot of nice extended universe stuff, I guess I would say, and like properly fleshing out the cast and like, you know, giving you more reason to care about them than uh, Overwatch ever supplied. So, uh, even though it's not finished, I recommend going into those. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have enough time to go into them. But if you already like the TF2 cast, this just gives you more of a reason to like the TF2 cast. And a lot of world building, a lot of fun stuff, characters yeah, getting introduced like Marasmus, all that sort of stuff. Real, real fucking good. Oh, the, the lines, like the domination lines and all that stuff, like the good stuff between them are, are beautiful. I love them. Yeah. Like my favorite thing with that is the uh, domination lines between soldier and demo, where you get that's like, ah, I suck it, but you're still my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which ties into the TF2 comics because like one of the first things is the uh, I want to say the red soldier and blue demo. Man? I may be mixing up colors, but um, it was red soldier and blue demo man, yeah. Yeah, regardless, they're just friends, and that actually plays into the story. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of fun stuff with that, even uh, Jarate and like all that. Yeah. Or however it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, just a lot of neat stuff like that. And I, I won't go into detail into it because I honestly felt it was really fun going in blind. But, uh, you know, I think it's there. My last three things before we head off because it is quite late. For one, I became a gunbreaker in Final Fantasy XIV, and I think that might be my permanent class. Well, I mean, permanent in the sense of I'm probably going to run through the rest of the game like this. Really fucking sick. I've never played a tank before, but thanks to Juan, I've got a pretty good understanding of it, and I'm having a lot of fun when other tanks aren't being fucking idiots during those fucking raids and all that. But regardless... Having a lot of fun. Character looks real cool. That's yeah, uh, I got a uh, tank privilege. Yeah, now I got tank privilege. Oh, shit, I do. I didn't even think about that. That's real fun. Something I wanted to mention, j just for the sake of it, I've been doing research since Pizza Plane Thousand Year Door. I had a thought. I had a thought. And it's quite a controversial thing, so I'm not going to go into clear detail about it, and I'm going to try to be as, um... How would I say... Um, fair about it? been doing research on this character known as Vivian from Thousand Year Door, and for years on, I've been led to believe it's a poison from Final Fight situation. Oh, this character is trans. In America, she's, you know, westernized, or in English-speaking regions in Germany, she's westernized to be a cisgendered girl. Um, but, you know, doing research, I've read up a lot of stuff about, uh, you know, this character's in Otokonoko, and, like, certain dialogue alluding to, you know, there is a possibility. I'm not saying this is a hard fact. But there's a possibility that Vivian could just be a cross-dressing boy all around, Ugh, all along. Excuse me. Ooh, way to look smart when you're flipping your fucking words. <laughs> That's how you lose every internet argument. <sighs> but um, we have gotten hard confirmation from a local local Italian on the server of the Star that in the Italian version, it is hard canon that Vivian is transgender. But, um, you know, I'm not saying that Vivian isn't, you know, uh, a male-to-female trans woman in uh, the Japanese version. It's just I've seen some things that made me question, like, hey, wait, are we... are we misappropriating things? Are we, like, getting information wrong? 
I only say this just because there's characters like Astolfo who people say like, oh, the character's non-binary because their gender is, you know, question mark, question mark, question mark. But there's dialogue where Astolfo openly says, of course, I'm my own man and, you know, other stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff with Felix Argyle. One of the most recent things is, um, Rin from Catherine Fullbody where Rin is canonically male. He identifies as male and he's also gay. Actually, it, more than anything, he's likely pansexual because he's accepting of anyone. Um, whereas the transgender rep in Catherine is actually Erica. So, more than anything, it's just a raw curiosity thing. It's not to, like, I, I hope I don't step on anyone's toes, but I believe that's inevitable when you're like, hey, wait, what if this character's actually this? Because people take it too seriously and they think that they're taking away representation, but, you know... I, I gotta stop and consider what if Vivian is actually a cross-dressing boy and also gay for Mario because there's a whole thing of like Vivian you know kissing Mario and all that sort of stuff and um an interesting tidbit that Pizza actually noticed um during one of the puzzles in the English release at least I I don't remember it verbatim but there's something along the lines of they you know, I'm not going to bother to try and recall it exactly, but there's something there's something where it sounds like it'd be talking about a shy guy where it's talking about, like, this character is shy, they hide their face, um, they're male, something fucking... <laughs> I think he used male pronouns is, like, the main reason why it was like, wait a minute, is that, like, did that carry over from the translation? Is that, like, a fuck-up? I don't know. But to solve the puzzle, you, you had to use Vivian and hide in the shadows, so it's like, wait, but it used male pronouns or something is that did they I fuck think up there i might be talking about duplis duplis but that's because uh. that's with the um is that during chapter four of the parrot no this is during the final chapter okay never mind then yeah it's so in like a parrot we have to like hide and the parrot's like wow i sure do like his name such a shame that the, the capital d is hidden in this treasure chest yeah, um, during the final chapter, there's, like, a treasure room, and it's it's saying this riddle, and it's using male pronouns, and then you hide, and then if you hide using Vivian, which I believe is the only character you can do that with. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> character you can hide. Um, there are ones with the puzzles? I, I, I don't know. Because um, if so, it might just be, like, oh, you have to, because, like, you're going into the Shadow Palace and stuff, mm-hmm. and, uh, so maybe it's, like, a like a riddle that's just there and since it's like an ancient riddle it's like male pronouns but i don't know i haven't oh, totally. played the game forever so mm-hmm. i don't know if there's other puzzles and if it just uses male pronouns for the whole thing oh totally it could have been a fuck up it, it could have yeah, been I totally mean, it could be a possibility though that it's just left over from the translation from the japanese yeah. version and things just yeah didn't catch it yeah, because there's just a lot of curiosities, and there's, like, a lot of details I'm noticing where people are saying, like, oh, Vivian's story is, like, a story of acceptance, and I'm like, is it acceptance for gender, or is it acceptance from their family? Yeah, I guess, like, the gender or lifestyle or something. Yeah, so, you know, I- I'm not doubting that Vivian can't be trans, because, you know, that's yeah. that's the thing I've been told for years, and I just never thought twice about but um, there's additional things too, like Super Paper Mario still calls him an Otokunoko, which is a cross-dressing boy, and it's like, so, you know, if this character had this entire arc, and if this is a game about, or if this is an arc about acceptance, why would the directors go on to still, you know, in a sense, dead name their gender and stuff like that? That, that just doesn't sit right. It feels too weird. But at the same time, you know, it could be something fucked up, like, oh, they're playing the gender as a joke or whatever, but 
y you never quite know. The, the last thing that I want to mention, and the only reason I'm mentioning this is because there's a video I want to do on this, maybe, because I'm learning Japanese, blah, 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 blah. I'll do a full breakdown on this, you know, when I can actually translate things like this, because I, I want the cold hard truth, basically. So the character, in, in my opinion, is in a, it could be this one, it could be that one. You know, it's the Schrodinger's box of characters for me at the moment. <laughs> um, but the other thing that made me question it is, like, during one of the wrap-ups, you know, during, like, a happily ever after thing, when people are like, oh, yeah, the, the sisters start to accept Vivian as, like, a woman and, like, accept them as, like, a sister. H however, during that bit, because this is, like, the only bit I've seen that I've been able to translate so far just using, you know, technology as opposed to, like, actual learned stuff, which, you know, that's not hard proof, so I'm not going to count that per se. But I did notice that I had a question mark regardless, and it said the three sisters question mark went on and, like, you know, that whole thing. And I'm like, is, is that just a cruel joke? Or is that just and like, oh, you know, sisters, tee-hee, one of them's a boy, like, in this narrative, I mean, like, not in the fucking trans, this is such a hard thing to talk around without, like, you know, not stepping on toes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I want to make it clear, I'm totally open to the idea of Vivian being trans, um, it's just I'm morbidly curious about details that, you know, might have been swept under the rug because of a time that people might have been less understanding or, you know, to that sort of thing it also kind of sucks because usually in these kinds of conversations people like stop listening to you at some yeah. point oh know? yeah totally yeah I, and they just like what they are they just decide like yo nope this is what i think yeah, yeah. and that's the thing about it is like i'm going through old message boards and like wiki pages it's been like actually an ongoing debate for a while and there's like tons of art like especially from japan of like vivian depicted as a male but you know um, it, with male symbols as well, by the way. It's not just like, oh, Vivian has a penis, style, and that defaults to it. It's like, no, this depiction is, like, highlighting that element to it, which makes you question it. Message, message boards, even, like, dating back to, like, 2007 and 9 and stuff like that, being like, oh, we've we've talked about this enough. I thought we had it settled. But all that sort of stuff. Um, like, a lot of pages on Gelboro, or Gelboro, whatever, cite okay. Vivian... Yes, cite Vivian as a male, so that's another thing that makes me question it, because, you know, it's a Japanese site. I don't know about Pixiv yet. Um, and, and the one other thing is, on one of the wiki pages I went to, which is like a fan page dedicated to Vivian, they say, oh, we, we need evidence to it, but from, from what we understand, we, we have to have someone who could speak fluent native Japanese email Nintendo and get a hard answer from the devs. I'm like... Because Nintendo's gonna waste their time talking about this. Yeah, especially for a game this old now, when all they care about is fucking Origami King. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, no, the the only reliable source is myself at this rate. Which I mean, it's fun to learn Japanese, so it gives me a greater incentive. And of course, you you do have to run the gambit of like, you know, even if I dedicate these years to learning Japanese and stuff, there, there's still people probably gonna be like, oh, you're hiding evidence. It's like, I I did my best, so you know, yeah. no no matter what, there'll be doubters. So at the end of the day, I want to get the truth out for me, and yeah, you know, so oh sorry, oh no sorry, go on sorry, and you know even even if you know these ideas and stuff I'm having are wrong. I want to make that video regardless. Yeah, so you can at least, like, 
put have closure. Yeah, totally. yeah, closure. Get your own, put your own thoughts down. Yeah, because I'm I'm writing and recording this thing now, but who knows how long it'll take for me to like learn enough to do that. I'm anticipating four years maybe, but but we'll see. I think it's a neat project. I want to start. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I want closure. I, I want to tell everyone. And, and again, at the end of the day, I want to make it clear, no matter what Vivian is, I like that character. I find them cute. They're one of my favorite characters in Mario of all time. I was going to say Paper Mario, but I'm like, no. That's that's easily top three, one of my favorite Mario characters. I don't know if they're first, but it, it's, they're, they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is almost 2 a.m. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, I've got one more topic, so don't worry. Right. And this is the last one, and it should be not too lengthy, I would imagine. So, to end this on a happy note, <clears throat> an ex-friend of mine uh, contacted me. They were a friend from high school, and we had a falling out, much like I did with a lot of my friends, because typically I was the asshole in the situation, but in this case, I think it might have been a little bit of both. And I think a lot of it also stemmed from me just being hyperbolic and too sensitive for the most part. Because I would say... I would say this friend would tend to lie a lot. At least from my perspective. There were certain things like, Ah, oh, man, I'll keep a tune for your birthday, but then, you know, that never came to be. Or, oh, I'm getting this thing from my friend, but, you know, they just kind of kept that for themselves and all this other stuff. But, you know, it's, it's all in the past. I'm not going to go into all those details. But one of the major things as well was, you know, them insulting me, calling me poor for not being able to, you know, afford PC, which I have that now. You're <laughs> thank you. Thank you, pizza. And also, you know, call me a fig because uh, I'm not going to say the word in case that uh, mess up the, with uh, the thing with because uh, I, I don't know how much I could say on a podcast without getting getting the internet police after me and getting podcast stuff taken down, but you know, they'd, they'd call me a figot, and it's no good. And we had a big falling out, and uh, they, in fact, they contacted Pizza recently, and uh, me by extension, because we're roommates, was like, hey, you want you want this cell phone dokimakura? <laughs> and uh, we said, why not? I, I followed Pizza, we went over to the house, and he picked it up. No strings attached, surprisingly. And we had to talk about it, and Pizza, you know, kind of gave him the details of, like, oh, you know, Jack doesn't really trust you. And he's like, oh, why is that? And went through the whole details of it, and he said that he did want to apologize and make amends and all that. And, uh, yeah, no. Uh, besides the Dakimakura thing, he also, you know, supported my Patreon, so I appreciate that. I, I hope he genuinely enjoys my content. I wasn't just doing that to be nice. Um, regardless, we, we had to talk about it, and uh, despite everything, I was immediately accepting. I'm like, that's, it's fine, dude. You, you don't need to do all this stuff. It was like, oh, wait, really? I'm like, yeah, I, I've been through way worse than just being called a fig nowadays. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't mind water under the bridge. Um, he did say that he does want to hang out like sometime next week, so we'll see how that goes. I think if we do, I might have Grim come over, cause you know I, I want to be trusting of people, but at the same time, I I haven't talked to this man in like four years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that might be a. That's fine to have like a group first, you know, before you start like. 
I guess, divvying it up, technically. Yeah, so I'd like to have, like, Grim hang out and, like, test the waters on that or whatever. Um, and, you know, no offense to him. You guys know me. I could be a bit of a paranoid boy sometimes. I'm always worried about people exacting revenge on me or something like that. <laughs> Which is totally me being, like, hyperbolic or whatever, but y you never know. You never know. So it's like, hey, you know, if I, if I have Grim over, extra chance I won't get stabbed. <laughs> I, I, I'm not implying that he would try and stab me, but you never know. You never know. Even even if Nishi visited, if I didn't know him well enough, I would have been like, hey, let me bring someone over. Because <laughs> I have pizza and he has big pizza strength, but um, I could have Grim as a witness. <laughs> At the very least, he could Here's be thing, he could be my well, getaway vehicle. I was about to say I can't do anything to you, and then I realized I have I am a crafty person. <laughs> yeah, and you have all the trust I can give you. Yeah, you also have a gun blade. You do. I, have I a gun do blade. have that, and you I can, also you can vibrate it menacingly and then explode <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I'll point it at you and just start like having like a an arm seizure. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Hope that goes well. I'll, if I can remember to note it down, I'll probably give it details on like the next podcast or whatever to give to give resolution on that. I, oh damn it! I huh? just realized I probably can't bring my. No, I definitely can't bring my gun blade. They're not gonna let me bring that on a plane. Oh yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, I think it just depends. Um, <laughs> it's like I mean that's what I mean. Like it just. Uh, there. What, what are the think about it because I feel like you because like cosplayers and stuff right because they're probably this thing is metal maybe that's probably no, never mind yeah it's like what are gunblade loss no no I was gonna like because if it was like um not plastic but like uh, foam foam yeah foam you probably would be able to they'd be like oh whatever yeah no this thing is metal and the the fucking the trigger spins the revolver oh, even yeah, though it yeah, doesn't actually yeah, shoot that's, that's, but. That would get you detained for a while. Not if I had fucking detained them. I have a gun <laughs> Maybe that could be the podcast the title. What are gun uh, Chapter in Nishi's life. Nishi versus the TSA. I'm gonna have to bring this somehow. At least when we move in. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, cause like, I can't... I can't think of any other podcast title besides what are gun plates <laughs> Maybe something will come to mind when I listen back. But uh, yeah, that's um, that's podcasts. I, I got I got a ducky makara. The pillow comes in tomorrow. I only have the pillowcase right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I am sorry for not being an uber professional. Next time, next time we'll have that thing where I I break these things down for for better or worse and all that sort of stuff. Hopefully I don't die. Yeah, but well, uh, now we know that you can have the fan on. Hopefully, and that won't affect anything hopefully so you know hopefully it's worth a test yeah. at worst you know blue yeti etc yeah we can you can figure it out like whenever you're listening back on it and just see how that sounds whenever you had the fan whenever you turn started the fan whatever fan i'm tired yeah yeah and stuff yeah yeah but uh we've been the curlcast hope you guys enjoyed see ya bye, bye. Bye-bye.